Um, I'm not approachable. You may not. You may be surprised to learn this, but I'm not approachable, according to my current <laughs> professional feedback. Uh- <laughs> and I'm like, how would you be able to know? You only talk to me over Slack. <laughs> Look, honey, there's a reason we're friends. Um, I've been out of the the workforce, the corporate world, for many years, but I remember quite clearly uh, the last bit of professional feedback I got. Would you like to know? Uh, has does it have something to do with your aggressive attitude? <laughs> <laughs> I was informed by a manager that he had a quote from somebody else in the office, mm-hmm. and he shared that quote with me, and that was quote. I know that Stephanie is a good person, but. (laughs) And that's all you need to know, man. (laughs) Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, okay okay hey yeah speaking of things that have nothing to do with that you want to introduce a show yeah speaking of shit let's go (laughs) (laughs) all right all right all right so uh hey everybody welcome back to marvelous divas the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about marvel and the marvel cinematic universe my name is stephanie i'm the woman half of the show that's really? all I got. Okay, that's all. No, you know what? You know fucking what? Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> My only excuse is... <laughs> hey, everybody. I am Chris. I am that homo uh, Adrian give me, giving me the dag talk sexual. <laughs> that shit's hot. It was hot. And Stephanie, so <laughs> your body is changing. Believe me. I know how that feels. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, You're poor so captain. All right. So um, I've got a thing before we get into it today. Do you have anything? Uh, not at the beginning, no. All right. So as I was doing research for some more on this movie, I actually found that there are multiple uh, universities out there that have creative writing courses that focus on this movie. What? The script for Spider-Man Homecoming is such a tight script. It's such good storytelling that it is used as an example in creative writing courses at the university level. Huh. Which got me thinking. There are Marvel movies that are a hot fucking mess. I'm looking at you, Civil War. (laughs) Incredible Hulk. Okay. Wow. But this movie, well, yes. But this movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, even Ant-Man. Yeah. Those are all fucking great. Yeah. These are all really well-made scripts telling a complete story, hits all the beats, takes you on all of the journey that is necessary, but it do- they don't get any respect for two reasons. One, it's a superhero movie. Right. And two, comedy. Like, even Winter Soldier gets some kind of respect because it's all serious spy thriller shit. But in general, superhero movies are not respected in Hollywood. Right. Which is insane. Look at this cast. Look at the people that have been attracted to the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. 
it's fucking ridiculous um, that that Marvel movies are still unable to pull any kind of respect in in the cinematic community, despite the cast, despite the quality of the scripts. It's fucking ridiculous. And so I started looking into it and I infuriated myself because there are people who talk serious mad shit about Marvel movies, prestige filmmakers who fucking hate these movies. Oh, I know. Martin Scorsese says they're not cinema. That they're like theme parks on a screen. In my opinion, just my opinion, Martin Scorsese hasn't made a good movie in 20 years. Well, speaking of not making a good movie in forever, James Cameron. Oh, girl. Straight up says his movies are better than any of the MCU movies. I have a quote from Francis Ford Coppola. You mean the director of Captain EO? <laughs> <laughs> that is the forever retort to him. Go ahead. Are you kidding go, me? Go ahead, girl. You keep, you keep going, Francis Ford. Go. Sure. Uh, quote from Francis Ford Coppola. He says, when Martin Scorsese says that the Marvel pictures are not cinema, he's right. Because we expect to learn something from cinema. We expect to gain something, some enlightenment, some knowledge, some inspiration. I don't know that anyone gets anything out of seeing the same movie over and over again. Martin was kind when he said it's not cinema. He didn't say it's despicable, which I say it is. Martin Scorsese makes those movies that uh, toxic men love to have posters of to put on their walls. Right. And then they go out to sexually harass women or God knows who else. And no. And Steph, I know you like the Godfather movies. I know yeah. you, you love them. And I know they no. are loved. Okay. To be clear, I like one and two. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I, I I saw uh, three, is, three is complete trash, in my opinion. Yes, that yeah. is correct. Uh, and I can't stay awake through one and two. So that, that's my opinion <laughs> of Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, now, now, look, I'm not a filmmaker, so I respect the fact that, um, you know, uh, they have some expertise in what they're talking about. The problem is, is that, um, and this is a, this was a thing a friend of mine who works on movies said, is that you're not just, you're, you're shitting on the people who work on these movies who will eventually... Right work with you because Hollywood, the Hollywood community is not that big. It really isn't. Right. Um, exactly. It's a small town. And so how disrespectful, like you don't like them fine, but you're going to go on a fucking media tour and, and shitting on other people's work. How does, how exactly. would that make you, how did that make you feel? Another motherfucker who did this shit was Quentin Tarantino. <clears throat> oh yeah. Fuck him. How, fuck him how, how loathed was Quentin Tarantino's movies by, by the way, Martin Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola saying that they right. were just trash. And, you know, here's poor Samuel fucking Jackson, who loves being a part of Marvel. And he mm -hmm. loves Quentin Tarantino. Right. And he's like, dude, why are you shitting on me? And that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's the petty, that's the level of pettiness of, 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 of them. Like, you know, I'm not saying that they're not allowed to have their opinion. It's okay to say, I don't like them, but then be so matter of fact about it. That puts you automatically in the wrong column. Notice how I said when I don't like Godfather, it's my opinion. I know I don't have right. the best taste. Exactly. I know I don't exactly. have the best taste, but it's my fucking opinion. Why can't they show the same level of humility? So Right. And these fucking these these prestige filmmakers, like jealousy is not a good look, gentlemen. That's it. Um because look at look at this cast, just this cast of Spider Man Homecoming. Uh that's Marissa Tomei. Oscar winner. Oscar winner. Jennifer Connolly, Oscar, Oscar winner. winner. Michael Keaton, Oscar nominee. 
Yeah. Any one of these directors would gnaw their own leg off for the opportunity to direct a film with that kind of prestige level in the cast. But they don't pay. So therefore, these actors are less likely to work with them because, hey, they got to make a living. And also, maybe they're joyless ghouls and mm-hmm. working with them sucks because that's what it seems like to so me. Like I don't know. I've never worked with them, but they don't sound fun. But if you look at like th- this level of disdain for Marvel movies is fucking ridiculous. Even if just looking at the people that it attracts, the talent that these that these films attract. Uh, look over the, the actors that we've talked about in the past. Tommy Lee Jones, Michael Douglas, Rene Russo, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Sir Anthony okay. fucking Hopkins, one of the greatest actors of our time. Yeah. Right. And now looking ahead after this movie, um, Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, my God. Angela Bassett, Lupita Nyong'o, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Like, these directors would kill to be able to work with these actors, but because they can't seem to stop talking shit, I wouldn't blame any of these actors for not working with them. Why do you have to shit on the superhero movies? You don't. They, you don't. They're not just the same movie over and over. They're, it's fucking not. They're just trying. What it is is they're just trying to get their names into uh, media, and they know if they say something negative, they'll that mm-hmm. shit will get printed, and that's all it is. And uh, James Cameron, sir, I haven't seen The Way of Water yet. I'm not going to like ever. Eh, I, I saw yeah. your piece of shit Avatar movie uh, the other day. <laughs> um, I'm sure I remember enjoying the 3D, and I love me some Sigourney Weaver. But that movie, in my opinion, fucking sucked. Um, I mean, it was Dances with Wolves, but blue. (laughs) Yeah, but blue. Um, Now, I love Aliens, one of my favorite movies. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm ashamed to admit how many times I've seen Titanic in the movie theaters. (laughs) Push the bitch off the door, but whatever. So what I'm getting here, what what I think you're saying is that James Cameron, Martin Scorsese, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, uh, these guys are the troll YouTubers of Hollywood. Yeah. They're just saying negative shit because negative attention and positive attention have the same last name. Boom. Because here's the thing. It's so easy to shit on superhero movies because... Because it's a superhero movie. Obviously, it's ridiculous. It's not. You're not watching the movies. Uh, you're jealous of the amount of revenue they're making and mm-hmm. the popularity of them and the now creative freedom that they have uh, because of that immense popularity. Any other genre of filmmaking that was able to attract this level of talent, these script writers, these actors... Any other genre would be absolutely lauded and hailed as the next glorious evolution of film in Hollywood. But because it's superheroes, never. Heaven forbid people enjoy anything. I just, like, I don't, I don't understand. The legacy behind it is undeniable. It's fucking great. It goes back. We're coming up on almost a hundred years, okay? <clears throat> for for just the legacy that these movies are based on. Uh, but sure, it's just stupid and and easy to scoff at. But Marvel doesn't give a fuck. Marvel Studios doesn't care what any of these men have to say. No. Uh, and we'll just go ahead and keep doing them and wreck and shop all over Hollywood. And I get, I understand. I have, I have a boyfriend who is very frustrated with the monopoly that the MCU seems to have on Hollywood. And it's not like other movies aren't getting made. The MCU is sucking the oxygen out of the room. I see that. But maybe if anything else was made at this level of quality and entertainment, it would be able to compete. Uh, 
And and a lot of that doesn't have anything to do with movies uh, or, or the actual movies themselves. The movie right. theater system is fucking people right and left from a consumer perspective. You know, I mm-hmm. show up to I, I love going to movies. Uh, Steph, you live in an area where my favorite movie theater company uh, uh, exists and mm-hmm. in, in a big way. Um, but over the you know, from the time I started going there to the moment I moved out of Texas, uh there there was a lower of quality there was a lessening of quality right you know things got more expensive the food got more expensive the options dwindled like cutting back cutting back cutting back and that, and every movie theater did that mm-hmm. and so now they're surprised that consumers would much rather stay home and uh uh enjoy the their own setup you know people exactly. now have can create their own movie theater experience the way they want to and they would much rather do that cuz it's worth the investment Right. The TV is not just another appliance in your house now. No. Like it's, it's the entire entertainment system. Mm-hmm. Like we have our, we have a home theater type setup because we don't go into theaters because one of us has a compromised immune system. Um, and so that's, that's where we're at. Like the movie theater system is evolving away from actually going to the theaters. And look, nothing beats going to see a movie in the theater. When I watched Endgame. Oh, yeah. In the theater, that was fucking magical. Yeah. And there is no experience like going to see a Star Wars movie in a theater. Right. There's nothing like that. Nothing like it. I miss that. But the way that the whole system is, the system of entertainment is evolving now, that's not really an option anymore. And also, I think the dramatic increase in popularity of these superhero movies is also a reflection of where we are as a society right now. We badly need hope. Yeah. We badly need to be able to, to, at least for a couple of hours, know that good guys can win. And bad guys, regardless of how coherent their arguments may or may not be, bad guys will lose because they're wrong and they're bad. Yep. And we, we need to be able to at least pretend for a little while that that's a thing before we have to go back to the muddied reality that we live in where things are fucking weird. So yeah, there's, there's a reason. Like there was a, I saw like an anthropological study, uh, back when I was in film school of trends in movies where they saw that like vampire movies would get popular when there was a Republican in the White House. <laughs> can't remember what would increase in popularity when democrats were in the white house i think it was like vampires and then some other kind of monster Mm -hmm. or maybe it was alien movies uh when it was a democrat in the white house but there was it was it's like clockwork like you can line up the history of movies being released in hollywood with presidential administrations and like particularly when bush was happening i think that's like when blade and stuff was coming out yeah but what we want to see in our entertainment is reflected in the in what we need to help us escape from the reality that we're sitting in, yeah, uh, or, or to be able to cope with the reality that we're sitting in, and and we now we need heroes. And I think rather than be like superhero movies are stupid, maybe we can be like, why does the world need heroes so bad right now? Well, like, that- why are we willing to pay through the nose whatever you want? I mean, shut up and take my money. Give me more heroes. Well, and, and to your cre- and to that point, like on television right now, the stuff that's getting ratings outside of like live sporting events is like game shows and reality TV competition shows. We want to see people win, right? You know, and to your point, yeah. I mean, that's you're you're right on target. 
Anyway, so um, in conclusion, fuck prestige directors. Yep. Uh, I really enjoy the MCU. And uh, if you if you want to be able to compete with it, then fucking try. Make a good Instead movie. of just talking shit about it. Yeah. Don't be pretentious. Try to connect connect with pe- what people care about. Yeah. Um, and also, all of you are old and you will die. And you will not be able to make movies anymore. Thank God. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, Steph, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, if y'all are wanting to see a completely ridiculous, just completely fun movie, uh, mm-hmm. Bullet Train is like <laughs> becoming one of my favorite, and it's on Netflix. Is, is uh, that like your comfort watch now? It is. And, nice. And when when you whenever you get around to see it, because I know you have so much time, um, I will ask you what type of train you are. Okay. <laughs> one of these days, I'll get around to seeing it, but like. Girl, my plate is full right now of media. It's not just for for our podcast, but like The Last of Us just started. Oh, girl. Um, Legends I, of Vox Machina just started back up. Uh, I, I'm avoiding God. Last of Us like the plague. I'm finally watching the Witcher series. It's fucking fun. Oh, Witcher's um, fun. Yeah, Witcher's the, a lot of fun. Well, no, the new one. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. It's just, it, or, you know, we just finished Willow, which was just like watching a D&D game unfold before your eyes. It's fucking I great. love Willow. That, that show got a lot better. It was so good. Was anyway, so, good. so yeah, no, our my cup of media runneth, runneth over. over. Yep, got so, it. But I'll get to it eventually. Like the movie's not going anywhere. Nope, it's, it's gonna exist in perpetuity. Anyway, so that's just I just wanted to talk about that uh, and stuff. That's I'm spent. I'm done. You're gonna do the rest of the podcast, right? Hi, everybody. Um, <laughs> we started at Captain America. The first Avenger. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Are we ready to get into why we're here today? Let's Almost do it. Almost like a half an hour into this. I'm All pumped. Right. I'm ready. Uh, so what we're doing on this podcast is we are watching through the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is not cinema. So uh, just the Marvel Universe. We can't call it the Cinematic Universe. <laughs> it's not cinema. In chronological order, which means that we started with Captain America, the first Avenger, and we find ourselves today talking about the thrilling conclusion of Spider-Man Homecoming. It's so exciting. I love this part of the movie. Uh, Do you have an intro? Watch out. Mm. In searching for the people who are selling alien weapons, Peter recklessly abandons his schoolmates to find the vulture and gets trapped in a truck instead. Will Spider-Man learn what it takes to become a true superhero or will he risk everything? And by the way, Tony Stark, fuck you. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all you got. Man, uh, there, has, there has been some response to our stance from last episode. Oh, yeah? Uh, People loved it? Uh, People appreciated about, it? About Tony uh, taking, uh, <laughs> taking this child across the planet uh, to fight superheroes yeah. um, with very little regard for the kid's safety. Um it may shock you to know that there are people who will still defend Tony Stark's decisions. Oh, sure. Um, uh, please don't have children if that's your opinion, because goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't have child. I I would send, I, I would be like, oh, Tony Stark wants to send my uh, 14-year-old to Berlin to go fight superheroes? Sure. But that's why I don't have children. <laughs> uh, yeah, may never would have. So, same. Oh, it go, yeah, of course not. Absolutely not. Okay, okay. So, but that was last time. This time, here we are. Uh, When last we left our hero, he was unconscious on the floor of the back of a truck full of alien technology. Yay. I guess. 
Sure. Um, so Peter wakes up in the truck. He, according to uh, the suit lady, has a mild concussion. Karen. Karen. Well, he hasn't actually named oh, her yeah, yet. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. We'll get to it. Um, <laughs> and so Peter's like, oh, no. Oh, I'm back here. He's like, you can feel the, the trailer still like moving around around him. He's like, oh, no, suit lady. They must have hijacked the truck and now they're taking me back to their evil lair. I'm going to have to fight my way out of this. <laughs> And yeah. he goes charging out of this trailer, and um, where is he? He's in a big storage facility that kind of reminds uh-huh. me of the one at the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, except yeah. <laughs> a lot bigger and a lot cleaner. <laughs> yeah, very much. Uh, no, this is, according to Suit Lady, the most secure facility on the eastern seaboard. It is the deep storage vault for damage control. It would be a shame if some sort of supervillain broke in here and stole everything. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet, as far as I know, in the MCU. Yeah, that's the thing is, um, you know, Adrian Toomes, a.k.a. the Vulture, he's not a supervillain. No. Like, he's, but that's deliberate. Like, he's he's trying to stay, like, middle class when it comes to to villainy. Yeah. He just wants to take enough to do his business. He doesn't have designs on the whole fucking facility. Right. I have. I, des- I describe him as a blue collar villain. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And he would he would agree with you. Yeah. So then we get into what I call the Peter is bored montage. Oh, my God. God bless him. Uh, he's just hanging out because he's locked in and like the doors probably aren't going to open until morning. Yeah. And so, he's bored as shit. And he's fucking bored. He makes like a web hammock and he's just hanging out. And he's like, hey, suit lady. I need to call you something. Decides to call her Karen. Yeah. Okay. Um, he does use this time wisely and takes the uh, quote unquote refresher course on all the suit functions. Which takes how long? 30 minutes? <laughs> 30, 37 minutes. He is only in there for 37 minutes. He does also uh, take some time to like confide in Karen about this girl he has a crush on, Liz. Oh, God. And, uh, and like, what if, what if she, you know, I tell her who I am and then she finds out that it's like me under this mask and she was expecting someone like Tony Stark and he's like got all of his insecurities and stuff, whatever. All of that takes only 37 minutes. And he's just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. I need to get out of here. God. So he goes back into the trailer that he busted out of and he starts rifling through um, the flying vulture guy's loot bag that he snagged, trying to find something to help him escape. And he's like, there's like a round thingy. There's like an Ultron robot head. Good call out. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And then he finds, he goes, hey, it's like the glowy thing. Yay. It's it harmless. It looks like the glowy thing. Totally yeah. harmless. Uh-huh. Uh, and Karen goes, that glowy thing is an explosive Shatari energy core. <laughs> Yay. And I have in my notes, that's funny. It looks exactly like my old vibrator. Because <laughs> it does. <laughs> Like, if it had, if it had lights, because it's one of the little handheld kind. Anyway, I mean, they're all handheld, but you does, know what does I mean? Light, like little... Does light glow out of your mouth and no, nose and ears when it, like, you know, gets gets going? Is that, what, is that the kind of... Not that I know of. Yeah, maybe. Um, I had to retire that one for reasons I will not get into in detail. Well, they wear out. But, they, you can wear them um, out, you know. Uh, uh, PS- that's exactly what happens. <laughs> 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 Poor darling, I wore it out. <laughs> Uh, PSA: If you got uh, silicon-based toys, please, re- please uh, stop using them after three months. 
Yeah, you yeah, gotta cycle those out. Gotta refresh yeah, it. If you out. don't, don't, I know want, it's super convenient that they're waterproof, but you gotta cycle those. You out. have to cycle out if you don't want to replace your stuff. Use glass. That's it. Yeah, glass or um, I don't know. There's metal ones too, but I don't like I don't, those because I, 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 I feel I'm like concerned I'm about rust. Myself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And also rust. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> there are other options that are safer. Adam and Eve sponsor us. Anyway, right. So. <laughs> So yeah, uh, it's not it's not my old vibrator though. It is in fact an explosive Jatari energy core. Peter freaks out because he realizes they've been carrying around a bomb this whole time. Yeah, and, but Karen points out it's only explosive if it's exposed to another form of radiation. Oh, okay, no big deal, right? Okay, but no, it's still super scary. So Peter's yeah. like trying to call Ned. He can't get a signal out because he's still inside this vault. He's like, "Fuck." Okay, we need to override the vault door. And so he's going to go get to work on that. We could a quick cut to Ned in his hotel room pacing. Peter's not there. He's all stressed out. He needs to go to the decathlon. He grabs the glowy thing, shoves it in his pocket, and he's out. How stressful is it for to be like Peter Parker's friend right now? Being like right? having to cover for him all the time. Ned is the true hero. He really is. Yeah. He really is. Because, my God, the amount of covering Peter's ass he does. Oh, my God. Just stunning. And he gets his, like... Fucking vindication hero moment later. I'm so excited. I know, I know. Meanwhile, back at the vault, Peter finally, finally hacks the fucking door on the 247th try. <laughs> so good for him. Thanks, And Karen. he's off to the decathlon. But he's going to miss that. He's going to miss that competition. There's no way he's going to get there. Oh, yeah. There's no fucking way he can make it. Yeah. Absolutely not. Even even with Karen, like, guiding him to, to fucking car hop all his way along the highway, there's just physics. Like, yeah. you just are a distance away. So. Yeah. Uh, and he's trying the whole time to frantically call Ned, but Ned had to turn off his cell phone because he's going into the academic decathlon. I mean, not just, I think, didn't he have to, like, put his phone away, like, in a basket or something? Yeah. yeah. They, they confiscate Yeah. It. Yeah. That's rough. Uh-huh. And why? Um, anyway. anyway. I know, it's oh, by the, by the way, the, yeah, because you've got the whole Google machine in your pocket. Yeah. You probably cannot take that with you mm-hmm. into the thing where you're supposed to be using your own brain. Um, by the way, this competition is conveniently taking place right across the street from the Washington Monument. Uh, apparently. Sure. Even though there's no school around that area for blocks and blocks, but whatever. I don't know what's in the area, but I feel like. Like an auditorium is not one of the things, but you know what? Fast and Fast Furious Marvel. Yeah. Um, back at the academic decathlon, they've gone through the entire competition. They're down to the final question. And Michelle gets the final correct answer. The answer is zero. Nice. What's the question? Doesn't matter. Don't they know. win. They win. They win. Yay. And so the academic decathlon team uh, takes a celebratory visit to the Washington Monument. Yeah, that's kind of the most boring. I mean, it's impressive looking, but that right. that whole area is called the mall. Um, mm-hmm. It's very pretty. There's a Smithsonian. There's like there's like twelve Smithsonians. Um, there's like I don't know. Go get some pizza or something. Like what? seriously, DC has some really good food options. Anyway, that nerdy teacher dude uh, is such a square. He's going to take them to the Washington Monument. Right, but he's trying to get Michelle to go up there too. But she's sitting. She's got a book, <laughs> and she's like, yeah. I don't really want to celebrate something that was built by slaves. And at, at first, the teacher guy was like, no, it wasn't built by... And he looks over to the security <laughs> guard. Security guard's like, well... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. An awful lot of the buildings in Washington, D.C. were built by slaves. Hi, White House. 
Hi. <laughs> anyway, Peter finally gets through to Ned, calls him to warn him. He's like, I'm trying to warn you about the fucking glowy thing. And Ned's talking and he's putting the, he's like, don't worry about the glowy thing. It's in my backpack. It's fine. It's safe. He's about to put it through the security x-ray. But before Peter can warn him, Liz snatches the phone out of Ned's hand. Is like, that is that Peter? And starts chewing Peter out yep. a little gently for missing decathlon. She's like, I'm pissed, but also I'm worried. Like, what is wrong? What's going on with you? Yeah. And, and I, that's legit. Like, is he running off to go, like, score hardcore drugs? Why is he not there? Yeah, and Peter's like, but Peter's not, it, Peter's like, get the phone back to Ned, please. H- hello, hello, you know, and she's not going right. to do it. So, oh, God, stress. Well, she, right. She puts the phone down. It goes through the conveyor belt as well. Everything has gone through. There's like a glitch on the x-ray as Ned's bag goes through. Yep. And strangely, he didn't get flagged for having a vibrator in his bag. Uh, or a glowy Weird. thing or, you know, other. Uh, a glowy vibrator. When a radioactive yeah. object typically goes through an x-ray that tends to trigger things, but whatever. But whatever. The security checkpoint at the Washington Monument is shit. Okay. Uh, so. Now the kids are going up the elevator. And that's the thing about the Washington Monument. I've been to the Washington Monument. I went in like fifth grade. Um, it really is just a ride up. And you go Look down. around. Ride down. Yeah, yeah. There's not. And like a gift shop. Yeah. Last couple of times I've been to D.C., it's been under renovation. So I've never been up there. Yeah, it's uh, it's very high. Yeah. Tiny windows. It's not like you can really take in the view. I don't get it. Anyway. Anyway, so uh, the tour guide is really bored. (laughs) (laughs) The Washington Monument is 507 bajillion feet tall and stuff. On their way up, the glowy thing in Ned's backpack fucking goes off. Yeah, it blows off the ceiling of the elevator. It fucking breaks a bunch of shit. I'm like, oh my God, are they all dead? And they're almost all the way to the top. Yeah. Almost there. You see... This like pulse go out and the top of the Washington Monument kind of jumps and settles back down. Yeah. And there's just cracks all the way around it. Fucking spooky as shit. Right about then, Peter arrives at the base of the monument. Karen's analyzing the building. They're going into crisis mode. And Peter's like, oh, no, it went off. What do we do? And Michelle is right there. And she's like, my friends are up there. Now Peter's panicking. Yeah. Because they are absolutely up there in danger. He starts to climb the goddamn Washington Monument. Did you see how they filmed this? No. So I found a behind the scenes uh, where they were talking about this. It um, they didn't film on location at all. Uh, I would I would hope not. Well, yeah, like the even just around the base of it, all of this is in studio, right? So what they did for him climbing because he does he just starts climbing the outside of the Washington Monument. Mm-hmm which is hundreds and hundreds of feet in the air. Um, but to film the climbing, of course, it's Tom Holland because he's so fucking athletic. He's doing everything. They built giant sections of wall. God damn it. At, at kind of an angle. And then they've got him on wires and they're pulling him up so he can climb it. And he's still got contact and he's still like having to use his own muscle and everything to be able to climb up there. But it's just at a little bit of an angle. Right. So that he can actually do it. Um yeah, they did that. There's sections of the wall, just straight wall for him to climb up. Then they've got the peak, like up at the top, mm-hmm. all of that. Every piece of the Washington Monument that you see Spider-Man interact with is a set piece that they built in studio. So it's not all just green screen. It's There's actual set pieces. Right. No, there's green screen around oh, the yeah, set yeah. piece, but he's on set pieces. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really fucking cool. Uh, and he's just, you know, this fucking kid. He's so goddamn athletic. Yeah, but nice. uh, eventually Peter realize, realizes he's really high and there's not another <laughs> tall building nearby. 
Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> for a guy who swings from goddamn skyscrapers on the daily, he seems really uncomfortable with heights. Yeah. I love like, that. He's, he, and, he's still new to this, you know. So on their way up. On the on the way up, you know, they, the the you know the thing has blown up, and the the board tour lady in the elevator is like, "Okay, guys, I know that was scary, but our safety systems are working." Cut to Peter on the outside. Karen goes, "The safety systems are completely failing." <laughs> and there's another part it. later where she's like, "We don't have anything to worry. We're safe in here." And Karen's like, "They're all about to die." <laughs> they are in imminent mortal danger yeah. uh, but she gives him like a time estimate he got X amount of time to get up there yeah, 10 like, minutes. okay cool I can climb up mm-hmm. but then the people in the elevator start trying to get out of it make it worse they, yeah their movement actually completely shrinks his window he's got like two minutes to get up there and Peter's like fuck so he's like how do I get in there Karen activates the recon drone that is the little spider in the middle of his chest nice Stark Tech bullshit. Stark Tech bullshit. Peter's like, was that there the whole time? (laughs) It flies up and identifies the window that he needs to get to to be able to get inside. Cool. He gets up to it and starts to have a little bit of a panic attack because he's never been this high up. Yep. And Karen gives him a helpful reminder that he did not reinstall his parachute. So if he falls, he's going to (laughs) die. God damn it. So he starts trying to break through the window. Now, the problem with these windows is they're extremely thick. Yeah. They're like four-inch ballistic glass. Uh, So he's not going to be able to break through it unless he builds up some momentum. He tries to swing, like hop away and swing. Doesn't work. So then the cops show up. Now, we talked last time about the Spider-Man game that we played. Yeah. Do you remember the level where you're just running away from police helicopters? Yes, actually, I do. You just reminded me of that. That was annoying. (laughs) I was like, why can't I just shoot them down? But, you know, Spider-Man. Exactly. Well, because you're Spider-Man, you're not going to take out cops. Yeah. Uh, But (laughs) how much, how much, I feel like this is like a hint of, because according to the nerds who were in the room with me while I was trying to play through that level, Peter Parker in the comics spends a lot of his time running away from the police. Yep. So... I feel like this police helicopter showing up was a nod to that phenomenon. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's Spider-Man's a vigilante from the perspective of the MIPD. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's like if Batman had a sense of humor and liked life. And smiled. Ever. (laughs) And wanted friends, unlike Bruce Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the cops are threatening to shoot him down if he doesn't get off the, the tower. Wow. So that's helpful. Yeah. Well, they're responding to it like it's a terrorist situation. Yeah, pretty much. Because this is Washington, D.C. Absolutely. Well, a bomb just went off inside of the Washington Monument. So, yeah, sure. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. But Peter's like, oh, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And then he does a backflip off the top of the Washington Monument around, like over a helicopter, deploys his web wings that he found while he was doing his refresher course in the vault, goes underneath the helicopter, webs to the helicopter, uses that to anchor as he uses his momentum to swing. Yay, he breaks the window. Wow. Good job. Just in time to see the elevator fucking fall with Ned, Liz, and their teacher inside. Yay. Oh my God. But he catches it. With his webs. Yes. Hooray. And he gets, he like webs it and he gets down in there. And I love his fucking stupid fake deep voice. (laughs) He's getting everybody out of the elevator. It's great. He's like, he gets the teacher out. He gets Ned out. Liz is the last one, but the elevator snaps. It falls. He barely catches Liz while the elevator falls down around her. Aww. 
And he catches her, he lifts her up, he grabs her hand, he puts her on safe ground with everybody else, and then they're staring at each other while he's hanging upside down. <laughs> and Karen goes, This is your chance, Peter. Kiss her. Which I feel is a slight nod to the first Spider-Man movie, but is that it's really... It's not even a slight nod. That is a nod and a wink and an elbow yeah. in the ribs. Like, ah, you remember that time that Tobey Maguire had to hang upside down for two hours and almost died uh, so that Kirsten Dunst could kiss him in the rain I, that time? I, yeah. I remember that scene vividly. Look, yeah, mm. no, okay. There's no denying it's hot. It's hot. Like the partial peel off of the mask and then the kissing. Yeah, no, that's hot. Yeah. But he did almost fucking die. He did almost drown. Yeah, he almost died. Yeah. <laughs> he almost drowned. He definitely almost passed out. Like, you can't hang upside down for that long. Nope. Sorry. That's not good for your brain. Anyway, uh, so Peter then, um, rather than kiss Liz, uh, falls down the elevator shaft. Yep. Like, the piece that his web is anchored to breaks off, I think, and he falls down the shaft and disappears into the smoke for a 500-foot drop. Flash, very concerned for Spider-Man's welfare, leans over the edge and goes... Are you really friends with Peter Parker? <laughs> that fucking guy. That guy. <laughs> Why do I like him? But the day is saved. The day is saved. Hooray. You know who's not happy about this day? Uh, the vulture? Adrian Toomes. Mm. I like he's him when he's upset. angry, though. I Same. So why don't you tell us about... Tombs being angry. Yeah, so we're back at the villain's warehouse area. Shocker is practicing his shocker thingy. He's mm-hmm. not quite good at it. and uh, He's getting better. He's getting better. Uh, the tinkerer is like, so I have just enough stuff to finish the next order, but we need more shit or else right. we're screwed. Mm-hmm. And he brings up again how the uh, atmospheric seal thingy, I forgot the name of it. Uh, the high altitude seal. Yeah, the high altitude seal is is ready, and we can just do one job. And Adrian refuses. He's like, "Nope, nope, nope." Uh, we've gone eight years without n- the police noticing us. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says something like, uh, "Nothing from those costumed losers from Stark Tower." Right. Um, and he's really pissed that there's this fucking kid that's fucking up his old his whole. He doesn't operations. even know he's a kid. Yeah, he's he's just he's calling he calls him the little bastard in red tights <laughs> has not identified that this is a child. But yeah. And then on the television, there is a news blip about how Spider-Man saved a bunch of kids at the Washington Monument. Mm-hmm. Uh Oh, yeah. And this is right after he's like this little bastard in red tights shows up. And he thinks he can tear down everything I built. I'm going to kill him. Yeah. I just need to find him. And Herman points at the TV and goes, found him. (laughs) He's right there. He's in D.C. Uh, So we get a quick uh, scene from now now that we know that the vulture is definitely going to kill Spider-Man next time he sees him. That's great. That's fun. Cool. Cool. We get a quick scene with the decathlon team being picked up by their parental type units. Yep. Back at the high school. And the school news the next day with the two little awkward TV school news anchors are all about Spider-Man. They love Spider-Man. The school loves Spider-Man. They want to show their spider spirit. A uh, quick call out to the where they get to the the teacher guy. And he's like, we couldn't bear, <laughs> we couldn't bear losing the student on a student trip. Not again. <laughs> I'm like, what? Right? Like, what is the story there? The teachers at the school, like, as we start getting into the other movies and stuff, they're so traumatized. Like, 
Um, these 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 teachers have a rough rough time. I know, right? Uh, yeah. So Spider-Man Mania is sweeping the school, and Ned and Peter are walking in the hallway, and Ned a- asks a very poignant question. He, huh. he, he asks, "What is it like being famous when nobody knows it's you?" Right. That is going to be a reoccurring theme uh, for the rest of the Spider-Man story in the MCU, which is mm-hmm. kind of heartbreaking. But it is yeah. it is the way it is. Yep. And then Ned's like, oh, my God, should we tell everyone? And Peter's like, no. no. <laughs> Why? And, and then he's like, OK, well, we got a Spanish quiz. Let's go. And Peter's not going to class. Nope. Because Peter is determined to catch the flying wingsuit guy uh, because he knows now that that guy is using stolen stuff from damage control to make weapons and he's selling them on the black market. And if he can catch this guy, then he will finally be able to join the Avengers. Yes, but then the ultimate villain for every high school student arrives. The vice principal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, that's the principal. Oh, is that the principal? I thought it was a VP. That's the principal's principal. Why would you think that's the vice principal? It's always because in my high school, it was always a vice principal. And I kind of feel like that's a common story I've I've had with friends. It's like, who is worse, the principal or the vice principal? And it was always vice principal is the worst. So did you recognize that principle? I did. Are we going to talk about it now or later? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and talk about that right. right now. That is Principal Morita. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is being played by Kenneth Choi, mm-hmm. who also played Jim Morita of the Howling Commandos in Captain America, the First Avenger. What? Later on, we will have a quick scene where Peter's in the principal's office, and there's a photo of Jim Morita in the principal's office. That is his great-grandfather. I teared up a little bit when I saw that. I was like, oh, so fucking great. And honestly, I think Jim Marita Howling Commando would be very proud to know that his descendant is uh, now a high school principal. Uh, yeah. Because like, that's the that's the fucking dream, man. Yeah. It's like not to be a high school principal, but to like fight for your freedom to be, so that your You're... your family can like live a happy, stable, normal life. That's yeah. And not have to go to a fucking war. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Anyway, Principal Marita fucking slaps Peter with detention because he did skip out on the decathlon on a school trip yep he disappeared yep so he gets detention for that uh but detention in the mcu era is particularly awkward because you have to watch captain america videos <laughs> take it from a guy who's been frozen for 65 years the only way to be cool is to follow the rules <laughs> Like, Capel, the video y'all, like, turns a chair around backwards and sits down in it like we're buddies now. Hey, so you got detention, huh? Like, what the fuck? And Michelle is also in detention. Why? Sitting behind Peter. Michelle is everywhere. Michelle is crushing on Peter. So hard. If you look back through the movie, she's everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, the whole Ned interrogating him about spider shit throughout the school day, she's in every shot. Yeah. She's just... Somewhere slightly behind him, reading a book or something. She is wherever Peter is. She is. Uh, anyway, Peter sitting there for a bit's like, "Fuck this! I need to go. I need to go be a superhero." So he gets up and leaves, and the he just runs just out of attention. And the detention teacher is like, "No, wait, stop!" Well, it's the coach. <laughs> it's Coach Hannibal Burris. Oh yeah, yeah, he's yeah. There. He's yeah. like, "No, wait, stop! Oh fuck it!" And then he asks Michelle, "Why is she there?" And she's like, "I forgot what she said, but something like, oh." So she doesn't even have detention. He's like, why are you here? And she's been drawing on a little sketch pad. And she's like, oh, I just like to sketch people in crisis. And then holds up the drawing and it's a drawing of the coach. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is you. Questioning my life choices. mm -hmm. So Peter is on his way out of the school. And it turns out he has a stash underneath an entire bank of lockers, which he can just lift up because he's that goddamn strong. Sure. 
uh, a stash of web fluid and it looks like a spare spider suit. Nice. Under there. Yeah. So he grabs a web fluid uh, and he takes off and he sneaks back into his own apartment where May is not home. And now it's research time with Karen. Yep. Uh, so, uh, Peter wants Karen to bring up, uh, videos from the previous few days and wow, uh, Peter sees video of him in a mirror, uh, pretending to be other super different superheroes. Yeah. It's really embarrassing. Cause it turns out the suit records everything, everything, everything. It's called the baby monitor protocol. Did, so Steph, did your mind go to where my, my yes. yes. It went to exactly what all 15-year-old boys are doing with their spare time. Yeah. Hopefully not while they're in the suit, though. I mean, if I had that suit, that's the first fucking thing I'd do. That's the first fucking thing Mm -hmm. I would do, too. Yeah. 15-year-old me especially. I'm not saying I'm subscribed to a few uh, OnlyFans uh, accounts where they dress (laughs) up like superheroes and have sex, but... uh, I could <laughs> I, uh, I could recommend some to you stuff. It's nice. Just okay. Yeah. You know what? Hit me up later. Um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, Peter is offended that it's the baby monitor protocol, but we move on. Karen does find the footage from that night that he confronted the weapons sale uh, at the bridge when he was supposed to be at that party uh, at Liz's house. She's not able to identify Herman or the beardy guy who got disintegrated later, but she is able to identify Donald Glover, aka Aaron Davis. Right. Uh, he's Aaron Davis. He has an address in Queens. And Peter's like, sweet, we're going to go find him. And she's like, would you like me to activate enhanced interrogation protocol? And he's like, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. God damn it. God damn it. Yep. So Aaron Davis is loading some, something in the back of his trunk and he gets groceries. Oh, groceries. It's groceries. I couldn't even tell. <laughs> That's It's relevant in a second, but go on. Uh, and then he gets webbed. His hands get uh, stuck to the trunk. And... Peter shows up and he has a really deep voice. Remember me? I am so embarrassed for him right now. I don't know. Like, I know it's supposed to be scary, but like the way he's just kind of like walking up and, you know, being really casual with that voice, it doesn't work. Well, he's like trying to be like all tough guy, like like what he's seen in the movies. He's like trying to bad cop and be like, you give me the names of who's selling you your weapons now and stuff. And Aaron Davis is like, you ain't never done this before, huh? I know that's not your voice. I heard you. You sound like a little girl. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's bad. It's such an awkward... Like, Peter really needs to just go with his strengths, okay? Like, this is not... Enhanced interrogation mode is not his style at all. He he turns it off. He's like, fuck it, just turn it off. This is ridiculous. Um, And they... He's, like, about to walk away, and the guy's like, well, hold on. Hold on. Uh, And he remembers that when he was at that weapon sale and these guys were about to fucking shoot him, that Spider-Man jumped down and told them to shoot him instead. Yeah. Like he, Spider-Man was willing to take a bullet for him. And he appreciates that. He does. He appreciates that because, and, and he appreciates that Spider-Man is here helping to track down these weapons because he doesn't want weapons like that on these streets in this neighborhood. Cause he's got a nephew who lives here. Oh, his nephew is Miles Morales. Yeah. I love that. Spider-Man. I love that reference. Oh my god, so fucking cool. Anyway, uh, he does tell uh, Peter that he knows about a deal that's about to go down. Like, I don't know where they are now, but I know where they're gonna be. Oh, and Peter's like, "Sweet, awesome!" And he, and he just leaves. starts to walk away. <laughs> and, and the guy's like, "Oh, hold sh- on, oh, shit. dude." I haven't even told you where it is yet. And Peter's like, "Oh, right, I'm so silly. My bad." He comes trotting back. <laughs> 
And Aaron Davis is like, can I just give you some advice? You got to get better at this part of the job. (laughs) And Peter's like, what do you mean? I'm intimidating. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. (laughs) And he tells him that uh, there's going to be a deal going down today on the Staten Island Ferry at 11. Oh. Yeah. And Peter's like, cool. That's really soon. I'm going to go. And he points at the where his hand is webbed to the car. And he goes, that'll dissolve in two hours. Okay. Bye, Mr. Criminal. <laughs> Bye, Mr. Criminal. The guy's like, wait, no, you can't. I got ice cream in here. Aww. <laughs> his ice cream's going to melt in the trunk. Fucking great. Uh, I love it. Anyway, uh, Peter's like, you deserve it. You're a criminal. Bye. <laughs> so we get to the Staten Island Ferry. Now, I am not from New York. I have never ridden the Staten Island Ferry. This seems like a large vehicle. Uh, it's, it, it, um, it is gigantic. I could probably pull in my partner and he could tell you. That's okay. You the know full what? history of it. But we don't, we don't need we a four don't need hour. We don't need a guest spot. Yeah, we don't. A, a guest spot four hour infrastructure lecture. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, the fa- that- but I can tell you this. A ferry uh, is, can haul people and cars. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's got multiple levels. It's like a fucking three-story giant-ass boat. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've ridden on a ferry before. I'm from Texas. I go to Galveston. I know what a ferry is for. It's for carrying people and cars across bodies of water. Um, but this is a big bitch. There's a lot of people that live in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's a lot of people to move. Uh, Peter glides over to the ferry. And <laughs> once again, thank you, New Yorkers, for minding your own business so well that you don't notice this. <laughs> right? I had in my notes. Did anyone not see that? <laughs> Nobody saw that. Nobody. No, you mind your own fucking business in New York. Apparently. apparently. So he gets on and he's like, dun, 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 web walkie guy, because he's a spider on the outside of this ferry. Uh, and he's looking in the windows and he sees Herman. Yep. Talking to some other guy. But it's it's Adrian. We know that. Yeah, it's Adrian. He doesn't know who it is, but we know who that is. Yeah. That's Adrian Toomes. Uh, May tries to call him. He's like, oh, no, I will talk to her later. Hangs up. Yep. And he tracks Herman down to like the, the back of the fucking ferry where he's meeting the guy for the deal. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Karen is watching. They're, they're both looking and Karen is identifying the people for the deal. And she's only able to identify one of them. And that's Mac Gargan. Yep. Who is apparently also a Spider-Man villain. Yeah. Would you like to know about McDonald Gargan? Yes, please. <sighs> it's probably one of my least favorite villain ideas. He doesn't even have like a cool name. He's also known as the Scorpion. Oh. He puts on this stupid looking green suit with a big tail at the back. And he can stab <laughs> people with it. <laughs> uh, he makes Good his times. but. He's old. Uh, he makes his debut in Amazing Spider-Man number 19, September 1964. Holy shit. Yeah, he's old. Um, again, a creation of Stan Lee. Uh, he is still around. He be- he is uh, one of the members of the Sinister Six, if you remember that plot line uh, from the cartoon mm-hmm. show and also the comics. Um, he apparently gets cooler later, um, but... It's a dude in a scorpion suit. It's such a dumb... <laughs> anyway. It's not as dumb as the dude in the rhino suit, okay? I, I know, I know. Yeah, where it's just like Paul Giamatti with a mech suit. That wasn't great. No. No, okay. no. Anyway, but he's not in a scorpion suit right now. Now he's just a guy standing on the ferry. Yeah, so do- kind of doing... a random reference. I mean, I don't remember yeah. them, them doing anything with him later, but okay. Um, Not yet, but, you know... You never the world know. The possibility awaits. 
Anyway, he apparently has a pretty bad criminal record, according to Karen, including homicide. Do you want me to activate instant kill mode? (laughs) (laughs) You got to stop asking me if you want me to activate instant kill mode. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking stop. Uh, Herman tells him white pickup truck. So he sends one of his dudes to go down into where all the cars are in the belly of of the ferry. To walk up to the white pickup truck where one of Toombs' guys is waiting. They start doing like the inspect the merchandise thing in the back of the truck. Peter sends over the drone. He sees it. It's got, here's the weapons, the buyers, the sellers, everything all in one place. Peter's like, this is so perfect. He gets an incoming call from Tony Stark. Whoops. And he can't, he can't reroute that one because this is Tony's suit. Yeah. So Tony gets straight through. Uh, and <laughs> Peter's like, can we talk later? I'm in the middle of like school. Yeah. Right now. And Tony's like, you know what? Nice job in D.C. My dad never gave me any kind of support. And I'm just trying to, like, break the cycle of shame here. And and Peter's like, "Uh, I'm kind of in the middle of something right now. Don't cut me off when I'm complimenting you. (laughs) God damn it, Tony. Fucking Tony. But then the ferry, like, honks its giant fucking boat horn. Yeah. And Tony's like, the fuck was that? I'm at band practice. But Uh Happy told me you quit band practice. And then Uh somehow... Peter can heat up. Yeah, somehow he ends the call. It's I, I can't imagine Tony allowing that to happen, but whatever. Karen hangs up the call. And Peter, who has been watching the deal go down, was about was seeing them about to exchange the keys for the white truck. So he webs, Fa-pa! he grabs the keys. He's like, I'll be taking these. And now he's interrupting the weapons deal. And one of the guys says, Spider Guy is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Toombs gets the message that the spider guy's there. The shocker tries to punch him. He webs the shocker to the thing. He basically subdues everybody there. He's very smug about it. He's feeling very successful in this moment. He's interrupted this weapon. Well, he's kicking their ass. And, so, well, he did. He is superpowered. Yeah. Ultimately, at the end of the day. So, congratulations, young man. Um, but then there's people with guns, and they're all yelling, "Freeze, FBI!" <laughs> and Peter's like, "What's the FBI?" <laughs> Karen explains what the FBI It's the Federal Bureau of Investigation. I know what they are. Why are they here? Well, they're here to get their asses kicked because Toombs gets his fucking wings out. Oh, no. They just slice open a van. Apparently, they were hidden inside a van. Yep. Toombs knew this was going to happen. Oh, he, I, he was probably betting on it. I wouldn't be surprised if Toombs had fed the information around the around the the criminal underworld so that people would know and the information would get to spider-man uh it it seems like a thing he would do yeah because his goal now is to kill that guy yeah fucking god anyway this entire sequence is one giant ding on the action sequence on top of a vehicle counter uh all of it and also (laughs) six uh six dings on the improvisational weapon counter Mm-hmm. The thing with Spider-Man stuff is that he has a propensity to web an object and hit people with it. So it's just <laughs> that's just the way it's going to be. But yeah, there's a fucking shitstorm. Uh, Vulture has a laser gun weapon thing and bombs yeah. and shit and everything. He is a hundred percent trying to kill Spider-Man. Yeah, and uh, through the fight, which is amazing, I this is oh, like yeah. one of my favorite action scenes in the whole movie. Uh, uh, things go fucking haywire, and energy weapons cut the boat in half. Well, it's it's worse than that, because it's 100% Peter's fault. Yeah. Because all Adrian Toomes is trying to do is get Herman and get away. He's trying to kill Spider-Man as well. Yeah. But he's at this point, he's just keeping Spider-Man busy so that he can grab Herman and get the fuck out of there, right? Because now the FBI is there. 
Peter keeps webbing him to stuff and keeping him there and then webs onto the gun that he's holding and then activates taser webs, which shorts out the fucking gun. Yeah. So then when he webs the gun to the deck of the boat, the, the gun fucking explodes and that cuts the entire ferry in half. Oops. It's Peter's fault. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's... It's Adrian Toomes' fault for making the fucking weapons in the first place and for bringing it on board a goddamn boat. Um, but yeah, this this particular damage, this was this was Peter, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I love him, but he did this. Um, but Peter's trying. But, but Peter is trying to fix it. He is. By the way, pause. There is a point during the fight where uh, he's getting, uh, he's webbing up Tombs and Tombs holds up a wing and like uses the wing feathers, the metal feathers on the wing to snip the webs. I love that. Which is, they're incredibly strong, apparently these wings, but I had to pause the movie and turn to my husband and be like, what the fuck exactly makes a guy like Adrian Tombs who has access to all of this alien technology go, you know what I need? giant wings <laughs> like where was his inspiration for that the storytelling in this movie is so tight but we have no explanation for why this guy likes wings i i believe i can fly i believe i, I guess, can touch the sky like why not a vehicle <laughs> why not more airplane like wings instead of bird like wings why not i don't know a iron man suit of his own that's a little right. bit more practical I don't but know. Why is it? G- because, well, the wings are really fucking cool. Look, we, we let it go because the wings look really fucking cool. But it really is like, but why? Why blue collar, like, New York City construction foreman guy? Why the, does he like birds? We don't know. <laughs> does, he have a, does he have a bird, a bird sanctuary in his backyard that he watches over? You know has what? he got a- like a parakeet at home and he was inspired? Like, what is it? I think it's what we said last episode. Uh Vulture at night, when we first see him, is really fucking scary. And there's that well, yeah, there's that intimidation factor, you know? Sure, but he's not robbing people. Like he's 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 burglaring. He's he's stealing stuff. And his carrying capacity is not great. He's just got his claw feet. Like, why do why don't we met like surely they in all of their scrap that they found, they had some of those Chitauri flying fucking motorcycle things that they had during the Battle of New York. Right. Couldn't have gotten a vehicle. Some of those things had like a sidecar on them. Uh, again, there uh, in the comics, there's a supervillain that puts on a scorpion suit with a tail, <laughs> and that's his thing. In the comics, the vulture literally has wings. Yeah. So this was, I get that this is Marvel Studios and the MCU's way of grounding that fantastical element from the comics in reality. I just don't. I just had to be like, why? I just had to wonder what motivates a guy like Adrian Toomes to build giant wings. I don't know. They don't. They don't explain I don't that. I, don't I mean, know. I don't know what you expected, Steph. I mean, did you want like a like a parallel origin story? Peter gets uh, bit by a spider. He becomes a spider guy. Uh, you know, I gotta say, I really appreciate that we didn't reiterate that fucking story in the MCU. Meet about the origin right? origin. Yeah. For the we know. third fucking time in, yeah, in ten we years. Know. Yeah. Like we, we we know that story. People who have never fucking read a Spider Man comic book know that story. It's fine. It's fine. We don't need to tell yeah, them. Again. I, just, I appreciate that. I get less excited when I hear it this is a superhero origin story. Even now at this point from a superhero I don't know about, it's like I don't care. I just want 
Give me a good story. I don't need to know the origins of all these characters anymore. Unless it's really cool or particularly unique. But it's it's hard to pull that off now. It's such a cliche, you know? Well, because of the... But I think we're moving away from that. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, so getting back into the movie, hit play. Uh, <laughs> we have cut the boat in fucking half. Yeah. Straight down the middle, uh, bow to stern. And uh, Toombs and Herman have gotten away. Great. Okay. Um, so this boat should immediately fucking sink. Yes. Nothing that any superhero can do at this point should stop this boat from sinking. Right. It's been cut in half. There is water flooding everywhere on the bottom of the ship that was sinking. Just millions yeah. of gallons of water yeah. are flooding up into the it should fucking sink uh i fully the first time i saw this movie i fully expected peter to just go immediately into rescue mode and just evacuating the ship because there's no saving it yeah it is a total loss and should just sink but no it's magic yeah so (laughs) fast and furious marvel uh Peter does tell Karen to analyze the boat because he springs into action pretty quickly. He only panics for a second. He's like, analyze it and target all the strong points. And he's bouncing all over the place. And he's like, pew, 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 using his webs to like stitch the boat back together. Yeah. Because that's a thing you can do when the entire, the entire belly of the boat is just sliced open to the open water beneath it. I mean, maybe the bottom part wasn't completely sliced open. So it's like a taco. (laughs) (laughs) that's it that's it it's a boat taco yeah that's the only thing it could be it is a boat taco headcanon accepted we're gonna move on so (laughs) peter's trying to close the taco which aren't we he's like he's he's about to uh i'm not (laughs) open my taco what? Yeah. Uh I I would like never mind. You know what? <laughs> Peter's bouncing all over the place. He's trying to like stitch the taco closed. Wait. Oh. Um Yeah. He's boat. trying to glue the boat back together. There we go. And he gets to the end and he's webbed all that he can and he's like, "Oh god. Okay." And he looks at it and Karen goes, "Great job, Peter. You're 98% successful." That fuck sounds good enough to me i mean if i got a 98 in my grades i'd be fucking happy i'd be like that's an ai win yeah but but it's not close enough is not sufficient when you are stitching tacos back together or boats boats that is yeah Uh uh-oh her name was boomer Boomer. she was a (laughs) showgirl at the copa copa cabana she was not a showgirl at the Copacabana. Aww. She would like for me to stop spreading these vicious lies about her. Do you want to hang out for a minute? No. Okay. <laughs> She's done. I actually, I actually hate you. <laughs> I'm killing you in your sleep tonight. Yay. All right. You want to sit down? Why'd you come in here and purr at me if you didn't want to hang out? I'm mysterious. <laughs> I am a dumb cat. <laughs> My motivations are unknowable, even to me. <laughs> right. Okay, then get down. God damn it. She really just wanted to be, like, acknowledged. Well, I can't blame her. I like the attention, too, sometimes. You're very pretty. I am very pretty. Okay, bye. Anyway, God. So, um, yeah, 98% successful. Now Peter's fucking desperate. Yeah. 
and the boat continues to fall apart. Right. The taco continues to disintegrate. Uh, and he's like webbing all over the place. And he's trying to, he's just with his bare little spidey muscles, he's trying to hold this boat together because there's hundreds of people on board. Yeah. Like there's innocent people all over this thing that are going to fucking drown and die if he doesn't hold this boat together. He's so, he's just straining and he's just screaming and he's, uh, all of a sudden it gets easier. Yeah. The boat, the halves of the boat start sort of drifting back together. And Peter's like, oh, what? What the hell? What the hell, Chris? Fucking Iron Man shows up with little tiny rockets that can mysteriously attach to the sides of the ship and put it back together. Stark Tech bullshit. He Stark Tech bullshits the boat back together. Yeah, and he welds it back together. Like, he he spot welds the ship without seeing what's on the other side. So Tony could have, like, burned a shit ton of people that are on the top of the ship. Uh We don't know. Uh Uh-huh. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, But he's like flying around and zoom in and welding shit. And Peter's chasing him down. He's like, is there anything I can do? Anything I can do to help? And Tony goes, I think you've done enough. Uh Uh-oh. He's in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We get a quick cut back to uh, Vulture headquarters. Uh, Herman is done. He's packing up and he is on the run because the feds are involved. And so is Iron Man. Yep, he doesn't want anything to do with that. And Vulture is like, fuck you, man. We're not running. Right. Uh, and then this whole high altitude thing that they've been talking about forever. Uh, Adrian looks at the tinker and is like, let's fucking do it. Because mm-hmm. it's the job, right? And I'm like, yep. what are they doing? What are they going to do? What is the job? What Get it ready in time? He asks him in time for what? What is your fucking timetable? But we don't, we don't talk about it. We'll figure it out yeah. later, I guess. We cut back to uh, Peter Parker's daddy issues. So uh, here's the thing. And Tony's to daddy issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's okay. So Peter is like up and moping and uh, Tony, Iron Man flies up. The Iron Man suit flies up uh, to start lecturing him. And this is such a loaded conversation. And these two actors do it so well because Tony has serious dad issues. Obviously, we've extensively discussed them. Yep. Over multiple movies. Yep. Uh, every movie he's ever been in. <laughs> he's <got the> but Peter, who is a gentler soul than Tony ever was, uh, also has father figure issues. Oh, yeah. Like, we don't know in the MCU what happened to his parents. Um, we don't 100% know what happened to his uncle. We just know that he is now being raised by his aunt. Right. So he does not have an adult male figure in his life other than Tony, upon whom he has imprinted like a baby ducky. Yeah. So this conversation is very much a father and son conversation, but neither of them are very good at their roles. Nope. Peter's not very good at being a son to a dad, and Tony's not good at being somebody's dad. So it's it's not a great conversation. Yeah, no. And Peter does the typical, I'm, you know, I want to be treated like an adult. Tony's all, you're not an adult. <laughs> right. Uh, and, but I do appreciate the Iron Man suit flies up and is all lecturing and everything. The first thing that Peter says is, is everyone okay? Yeah. That's his first concern is, are those people okay? And Tony says, no thanks to you. Ooh. And Peter's like, no thanks to me. Hold on. And he hops down and he's like stalking towards the Iron Man suits floating there. He's like, those weapons are out there. I tried to tell you about it. None of this would have happened if you had just listened to me. <laughs> if you even cared, you'd actually be here. 
And then Tony steps out of the suit. What? Yeah, and you know what? As annoyed as I am with Tony Stark, ever since Civil War and everything, that was hot. We're also starting to get like some of the grays in the beard now and stuff. And yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. I approve. It's good. It's we're, all around good. Yeah, That's Silver right. Fox Tony Stark. I'm here for it. And he's and he steps out and he's got like a stern sort of visage to him. It's yeah. nice. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. Uh, Peter backs the fuck up. Yep. Because he was not expecting to actually be talking to his adopted dad today. Right. <laughs> like, oh, damn. And Tony tells him, I did listen to you. Who the who do you think called the FBI? Yeah, because now Tony's Mr. I follow the law. I signed well, the yeah. Sokovia Accords, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Ugh. So, but would it have killed him to tell Peter that he told the FBI about this? Maybe he was getting there with the phone call, but Peter killed it. So maybe I doubt it, though. I, I, I just I, I don't I doubt think it because they seem to like the policy of handling Peter seems to be just keeping him in the dark. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe there's a chance that that phone call where he was complimenting him would have led to. And you did a really good job in Washington. You're doing a good job all around. Uh, that lead that you had about the the weapon sales was legit. And I've called the FBI. Maybe that's where that conversation was going. It's entirely possible. Now that I've just talked myself into it, that could have happened, but it didn't happen. And he could have called him sooner. Yeah. Saying. Yeah. But Tony's like, look, what if somebody died today? That's on you. And if you had died, that's on me. And Peter's like, I wanted to be like you. Yeah. And Tony says, but, I'm going I'm, I, I, I'm to need you to be better. Yeah. Which, amen to don't that. Don't be like me. Be better than me. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's what every parent wants. I don't want my kids to be like me. I want them to be better than me. Like, that's the whole point. Yeah. If you're not working on on that, then why did you even have the kids? <laughs> like, yeah, and this is not... a, and this is like the fir- first piece of evidence that Tony could potentially be a great father someday. Possibly, maybe if he could just he's just got to he's just gotta he got to work out issues. all of his yeah. all of his fuck ups on this kid first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he, he even calls out the fact that people said I was crazy to bring you to Germany, and uh, we didn't just say it was crazy, Tony. We said it was. Uh, Immoral, illegal, illegal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, wrong. Wrong. With a capital yeah. W. Yeah, yeah, all of that. Anyway, Tony tells Peter it's not not working out. Give me back the suit. What? What? Peter freaks out. He's like, No, no, no! Please, sir. Let's have it. You don't understand. This, this is all I have. I'm nothing without this suit. If you're nothing without this suit, then you shouldn't have it. Fuck you, Tony. Well, he says, God, I sound like my dad. Anyway, give me the suit. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, Peter's like, I don't have any other clothes. And so Tony sends him home in like oversized tourist t-shirt. And shorts, yeah. Yeah. like, And then Peter, of course, doesn't have his keys. So he has to knock on his own door. And May is pissed. Uh, she's worried. She's upset. Yeah. So this scene with May, this one really hit me because, and I feel like her reaction, uh, Everything that's going on with her in this scene tells us everything we need to, we need to know about what happened with Uncle Ben. Oh, don't say that. Because, look, overshare with the podcast time. My biological father was killed before I was born. Mm. And so I grew up with an, with an anxious mom who always needed to know where I was. 
And if I ever dropped off of her radar, I came home to what Peter's coming home to today. Oh my God. Which is May in a full fucking panic. I didn't know where you were. I didn't know what I'm calling police stations. I'm calling hospitals. I Because as soon as you can't, when you lose someone to violence, then you're, the people that you love after that, uh, you always assume that that is what's happened to them. Like that's the first thing that your brain goes to. As soon as that person can't be found, can't be contacted, the first thing you think is they've been killed. Yeah. Something terrible has happened to them. So that's what's happening. Everything about May's reaction in the scene tells me that Ben was killed in an act of violence. I never thought about that. And now I'm depressed and I want to eat a whole package of Cheez-Its. I want garlic bread really bad. Oh, my God. I'm so hungry. Anyway. <laughs> I need to go eat my feelings. But that type, um, of, but yeah. but that type of trauma is real. I mean, this is totally yeah. different. Um, but, you know, when I went out and was I was very irresponsible a lot. Oh, my God. Same. I drove drunk. There I said it. Mm-hmm. As did mm-hmm. my friends. Um, thank God one night I made it home. Don't know how. And the next day I got the news. A friend of mine was in a car accident. They're gone. Holy shit. And so ever since then, that was like 17 years ago, I think, 16, somewhere around there. Um, Mm -hmm. Ever since then, every time I hang out with friends and we've been drinking or something like that, um, I don't, A, I don't let them go drunk if I know they're drunk. Right, Uh, exactly. uh, B, even if they haven't been drinking or they're completely sober, I, I beg them, please text me when you get home. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Anytime I'm hanging out with friends. When we part ways, let me know you got home safe, especially if it's other women. Yeah. Because of, you know, all of the many terrors that are that this world can visit upon a an unaccompanied woman yeah. in this world. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if I hang out with you and I don't ask you to let me know that when you, that you're home safe, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Boom. It's just like that. So, yeah, uh, May is... Uh, is furious and worried and scared. And I believe not just because her, her fucking kid that she's loves so much and is raising has disappeared. Uh, but I, the, the degree of her reaction tells me that there is past trauma associated most likely with the death of her husband. Right. So yay. And she tells him, cut the bullshit. I know you left detention. I know you left the hotel room in Washington. I know you sneak out of this house every night. She's using cuss words. Yeah. She's cussing at this kid. And hello, we can cuss in an MCU movie. Okay, cool. Only a little bit. Only a little bit. Only a little bit. I'm pretty sure they they have a quota. Like max two cuss words, and there are certain words you can't say. Absolutely. Ever, because Master and Mouse says. The mouse is true. Anyway, so Peter is, of course, near tears this entire time. And she's like, tell me what's going on. And he tells her that he lost the Stark internship. Which is not inaccurate. It's kind of true. Yeah. And he's definitely got really big sads about it. And May, uh, all the wind goes out of, of May's angry sails and she goes to comfort him. So he should still be fucking grounded, though. Yeah. Anyway... So he's not Spider-Man anymore. Nope. And because he really does think he's not Spider-Man without the suit. So he just, we get this whole sequence of Peter just going back to being a regular high school kid. Yeah. Uh, he, meet, he meets with the principal again. That's where we see the mm-hmm. picture of yeah. his granddad in the back, which I love. And yeah, there's a montage of Peter. I have montage of Peter trying to have a, t- a normal life. 
<laughs> right. He's like, he's doing detention. Michelle is still there drawing pictures of him in crisis. Uh, he's doing classes. He's pronouncing Spanish badly. Um, he's building the Lego Death Star with Ned. Yeah. So that's nice. Um, at one point, he's got the giant fucking hall pass. Uh, and he runs into Liz in the hallway. So awkward. It's the awkwardest. Um, but, you know, he apologizes for skipping out on decathlon. And she's like, uh-huh, yeah, that's just what you do, though. Yeah. <laughs> You're that guy. But he also tells her that he likes her. Aww. And she's like, I know. Because it's obvious. Obvious, yeah. yeah. She says, you're terrible at keeping secrets. <laughs> and he's like, ah, uh, you'd be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> but then he gets up the gumption and he asks her to homecoming. Yay. And she says yes. And look, this whole sequence is so fucking cute, and it's so well done, and everybody in it is so endearing and charming. Um, Like when Peter gets home, and he's like, May, I need your help. And May's helping him, like, get ready and prepare for the homecoming. And, like, they're looking at YouTube tutorials on how to tie a necktie, because neither of them know. And they're, like, practicing dancing and stuff, and everything is so cute, and he's getting ready for the homecoming. It almost convinces you that this is just a regular teen movie. I know. I forgot for a moment that this is a Spider-Man movie. Like, there's, like, cute, adorable scene after cute, adorable scene. Totally right? took me out of it. And I'm like, everything's going to be fine. Everything's yeah, going to be gonna great. Go, May drops him off at his date's house. He's going to go up to the door, and it's like, like, fucking happy 80s music is playing and everything. And he's got his adorable suit that doesn't fit him so good because he's so tiny. And he's got his corsage and everything. And he gets up to the door, and we're just in a happy teen movie. Nothing could go horribly sideways now. Yeah, except... Who answers the door? The fucking vulture, Adrian. Holy shit! Adrian Toomes is Liz's dad. I did not see this coming. You remember that shocked. fucking crayon drawing of the eight Avengers he was looking at at the beginning of the movie? That was Liz. Liz drew that. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, they kind of they kind of bait and switched us on this because Liz is a beautiful black girl. Yeah. And Adrian Toomes is a white man. Right. Hello, biracial couple. I love because that. Because that's, that's possible, and I love it, and it's not a thing. It's just they use the audience expectations to hide this villain until the reveal. Yeah. Because if you, you – we just – it's like that old riddle from way back in the day where, like, you know, you ask uh, – a father and son are traveling on a plane, and the plane crashes, and they're taken to the emergency room, uh, but the doctor looks at the son and says, I can't operate on him. That's my son. Ugh. But who could it possibly be? The father was also in the plane crash. And it plays to, you know, people don't have an answer because you expect a doctor to be a man. Right. And the answer, of course, is that's his mother. The doctor is a woman. It's like that. You see a pretty black girl and we've seen her mom because she, her mom came to pick her up at the decathlon thing uh after the whole washington monument situation and we've seen that her mom is a beautiful black woman mm -hmm. and you assume that she has a black family yeah but that's genetics doesn't always work out like that like that's this is entirely plausible that her father is white but they use the audience expectations to hide the villain to fucking jump scare us at this moment and it worked it scared the shit out of me yep uh did we talk about the mom do we need to talk about the mom? She's great, but you didn't. She's you she has like two lines. Do I need to look up who she is real quick? But she's part of my rant. 
Oh, okay. No, I don't have that information on that actress. I'm yeah, sorry. we don't need to talk about her for too long. Uh, she's actually a real housewife of Beverly Hills, Stephanie. Oh, really? Uh, she, Tell me about this person. Uh, Garcelle is her name. Oh. Um, Garcelle is a hateful, shit-stirring piece of trash. She has a daytime uh, sitcom talk show where she it's basically a tabloid show where she makes up a lot of bullshit all the time, stirs up okay. shit. Um, and she's uh, on on the Real Housewives. She's one of those, in my opinion, villainous housewives. Now, Ooh. I I am super happy that that especially Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is getting diverse because it was an all white woman cast for a long time, and it mm-hmm. makes absolutely no sense considering how diverse she was. It's just uh, unfortunate that Garcelle uh, is on the cast and. Because of her, my other favorite housewife has been kicked off the show. And fuck uh, her, I want her to. I want her to not be on the show anymore. That's it. You know, I have never in my life watched a single Real Housewife of anything. Um, so I don't. I don't have any you, frame of reference. And, and for you're this. much happier person for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I actually really like Liz's mom. Oh, uh, uh, Mrs. Toomey. She's uh, in in. Uh, I'm being silly, of course. Uh, she's actually a really great actress. She's been in a lot of really great movies. She's actually done a lot of stage stuff. It's just I hate her character in The Real Housewives. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's not, they're not real and also, Housewives. I, this isn't real. Well, that too. I also, I'm not a fan of the daytime sitcom, like The View and all that shit, where it's just like, it's That's just like. That's not a sitcom. Uh, not a sitcom. Uh, what's the other syndicated show? Sitcom is, sh- sitcom is short for situational comedy. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I meant I meant to say a syndicated show. Um, yeah, like. Those those kinds of talk shows where they just talk trash and talk about celebrity stuff all the time, and it's just like mm-hmm. it doesn't really add anything to the human condition. Ugh. Awful. I know. And people just fucking talking about media and the actors and stuff, and I know. just like expressing their opinions about it, like it fucking matters. Who I know. To that? I know. I know. Anyway, if you ha- y'all haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast. Join <laughs> <laughs> our Patreons five dollars a month. You get I'm aware of the bullshit. I'm aware of the hypocrisy. It's just that the sh- Garcelle show in particular has actually hurt personal friends of mine, and I'm just not a fan oh. of her. So oh, they, they talk. They talk shit about like a certain production company at one time and it really hurt my friend's feelings. And yeah, I don't appreciate that. So I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all. Okay, let's um, get back to the movie then. So yeah, Peter is confronted face to face with the guy who just tried to kill him not so terribly long ago. And Peter's totally taking it well. Uh, No, the terror in his eyes. He look clearly Toombs writes off his tension and fear uh as you know homecoming date meeting dad for the first time but it's so much worse than that yeah it's so much more than that and it's like peter cannot focus on how beautiful his date is and he can't even smile for awkward photos with her or give her a corsage politely or anything because he's just can barely keep his eyes off of the weapons dealing murderer in the room right well, he doesn't know he's a murderer, but he's probably a murderer. Probably right? like a murderer. They tried to kill him. Yeah. They tried to kill him. It's pretty bad. And energy weapons. What are you going to do? There are four people in this scene, and two of them are pretending to be in a normal teen movie scene. <laughs> right. Two of them are in a normal teen movie scene. It's awkward. Yeah. And just, ugh. One of them is much better at pretending to be in the scene than the other. Yeah. And so he offers to take them to the prom, or no, I'm sorry, homecoming. To uh, homecoming. Like the movie. Oh my God. I get it now. Um, <gasps> and 
And the mom mentions, oh, yeah, he's always traveling to places. He's always coming. Yeah, he and says going. he's leaving town tonight. And yeah. it's like on his way to drop them off. I'm like, okay, well, then how are they getting home? Uber. Okay. So now we're in the car and it's awkward. Oh, my everything God. About this is so. Uh, everything. Well, awkward. It, it's awkward, but I'm getting turned on at the same time. It's still Michael fucking Keaton. Yeah, that's the thing is like Michael Keaton's performance because he's sitting in the front seat. Obviously, he's driving. The kids are in the back seat. And so we're just getting shots of him occasionally glancing into the rear view and stuff. But we just see his face processing this whole conversation. Right? I know. So it starts out as like typical dad interrogation. Yeah. And Liz is like, oh, my God, don't interrogate him, dad. Um but then Liz mentions, because he's like, you know, Peter, what do you do? What are you going to do after school, et cetera? And Liz, in an attempt to stick up for her date, mentions that Peter has an internship with Tony Stark. In my notes, I go, oh, fuck. Yeah. Because right now, up to this point, Peter has been able to fly under the radar. Yep. As just just a teenage kid. Like, his greatest defense is how out of context he is as far as being recognized. Right. Because he's just a kid. He's just a teenage boy. Like, who's going to recognize him? But once Liz mentions the Stark internship, you can start to see things clicking into place. Yeah. In Adrian's mind. Yeah. Well, why did well, uh, Peter mentions he's not in it anymore? It got boring. And Liz right. continues to make everything better. Uh, she's like, yeah. Peter hung out with Spider-Man. She's like, how could it be boring? You got to hang out with Spider-Man. And that's when you see everything come together for Tombs. And I have my notes. This bitch needs to shut up. <laughs> well, okay, but she I know, doesn't I know, know, I know. She doesn't, she doesn't of course know. not. She knows nothing about either of them. She's the only one in this car who's still in a teen movie. So, so uh, yeah, right. So he asks, oh, so you were in that uh, elevator with everybody, huh? Liz. Yeah, you were at, you were at the the Washington Monument and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Liz is like, no, he he ran off. Yeah, he disappeared, just like he disappeared from my party, and just like he disappeared in in at the decathlon and everything. And yeah, Tombs puts it all together. And yeah. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. yeah. So they pull up to the school, and <laughs> and Tombs is like, why don't you go ahead and get out Gumdrop? That was a really awkward nickname. I hate that. I feel like for yeah. your kid. But yeah, that's hate just it. Me. But he can call me Gundrop if he wants me to. I, yeah, yeah, like if, if that's what <laughs> if that's what he wants to call me. Yeah, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna object too strenuously. But he's like, you go ahead and get it, get out. I need to give Peter the the dad talk. You know, yeah, just the dad talk. I want the dad talk. Yeah, this dad talk involves a gun. You know, I'm I'm open. If it's not, I'm not you know, not, if it's yeah, you know? I know, I know. He had a gun in the car the whole time. Yeah. And he gets the gun and he doesn't like brandish it or anything, but it's definitely in his hand as he sort of extends his arm across the front seat and looks back at Peter. <sighs> and he goes, and he goes, does she know? And Peter says, no, what? And he's like, that's good. That's good. Okay, cool. So listen, Pete, you saved my daughter's life. So I'm going to give you one chance. You walk through those doors, talking about the homecoming dance. You walk through those doors. You forget all about this. And he says, and don't you ever, ever interfere with my business again. Because if you do, I'll kill you and everybody you love. I'll kill you dead. That's what I do to protect my family, Pete. 
Um, I am horrified. It's horrifying. And turned on. (laughs) Sign me up for terrified and aroused. But then, poor Peter, terrified. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just, Just terrified, not aroused. But then, Toomes makes him say, tells him, I just saved your life. Now what do you say? Say thank you. That was hot. <laughs> y'all, okay, uh, like, I, I, for oh those of y'all a- attracted to the Michael Keaton's of the world, I recommend headphones for this scene because he. Yeah, no, the, yeah. Uh, it's good. Uh-huh. It's good. <laughs> 10,000% recommend. Turn mm-hmm. it up a little bit. Because here's the thing. Michael Keaton's voice has a lot of bass in it. Mm-hmm. A lot. Like rattled my headphones bass. That was good. Especially right here. If you can, you can just hit 10 seconds back on the player and that'll get you that'll get you right back to just having him tell you over and over to say thank you (laughs) (laughs) i'm not saying i did that just just not uh, not saying my my finger slipped over and over again (laughs) (laughs) i just needed to get the line right to write it down from my notes yeah we're gonna use it for a clip Yeah. yeah 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 okay so yeah we're creepy peter gets (laughs) peter gets out of the car um, and he's just standing there and the car drives away and then he turns and he gets up to the door and at some point he's made a decision. Yeah. Is it right here when he hesitates to go in, when he can see Ned and Michelle and them inside, they're waving at him and stuff and he hesitates to step in because if you, if you go through those doors, according to the deal that you just thanked the man for, then you agree to forget all about this and never interfere in his business again. Right? Maybe this is where he makes a decision. I think it's before. <laughs> oh, it is. We'll get to it. Yeah. He steps in, he goes up to Liz, uh, and he apologizes to her. And he says, I'm sorry, you don't deserve this. And then he takes the fuck off. God damn it, Peter Parker. So we've decided to be Spider-Man today. It's Spider-Man time. He goes to the bank of lockers in the school, lifts it up, gets his web fluid and his spare Spidey suit. And it's not the nice Spidey suit. It's the pajama no, Spidey suit. It's, it's the, the onesie Spidey suit. It's the sweatpants suit. It's the it's the hoodie. It's It's the homemade one. Yeah. God bless him. Anyway, he gets suited up real quick and he's running outside and he gets out to the school bus parking lot. And he is met by the shocker. Who has managed to figure out how to use his thingy. Good for him. Oh, yeah. They have oh, a fight. Oh, yeah. And um, look, Bokeem Woodbine can stalk me through a parking lot anytime. Yeah. Any fucking time. Yeah. That was nice. It wasn't as nice as being told to say thank you to Michael Keaton. Right. <laughs> Here's the but thing. But nothing is. I know the last episode I said that, like, I'm only attracted to one man. I think uh-huh. part of that is because Michael Keaton's sexual energy is a vacuum. Uh, <laughs> he will have all of it, and he does. Yeah, he doesn't leave any for anybody else. No. Luckily for me, Bokeem Woodbine brings his own. Yeah. Like, he packed like a sack lunch of I sexy. Ain't... <laughs> brought that. He's, yeah, he's the uh, dessert. Yeah. <laughs> I I would not say no, but I would also be all like, right. so where is Adrian? this is gonna be a a group thing right yeah oh even better see Mm -hmm. potential Mm -hmm. anyway the fight with the shocker in the uh the school bus parking lot is cool it's cute it's brief um it does over the course of the fight he does knock the web shooters right off of peter uh but luckily ned picks them up ned 
and totally fucking webs the guy to a bus. Yay, Ned. You saved the day. Yes. So Peter runs up to Ned and he's like, that was a great shot. Oh my God. The wings guy is Liz's dad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. So he's like, you need to, I got to go do a thing. What you need to do is call Happy Hogan and then get a hold of a computer and track my phone. His phone. His phone. His what? phone. What? Why? Uh, we'll find out. Peter runs off, jumps onto the hood of Flash's car. <laughs> as Flash is pulling up to Homecoming, being a douche canoe, and basically commandeers Flash's car, although technically it is Flash's dad's car, and his phone, and just takes off. Goodbye. Yeah, that's fucking great. And Ned, he calls Ned from Flash's phone, and it turns out Ned is tracking his phone. Where's Peter's phone? In the back of Adrian's car. Yeah. Because he had decided, I think, when the motherfucker says, say thank you, Mm -hmm. Peter's like, fuck you, and drops the phone. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right then. He decided in the car that this is what he was going to do. Oh, my God. (sighs) I love him so much. Uh, Ned tries to call Happy. Happy hangs up on him. God damn it, Happy. So this is all was, this is Happy's fault. Everything is Happy's fault. Yeah, yeah no, I'll bl- I'll blame it on Favreau. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. I love Favreau though. But also I'm kind of annoyed with Favreau, but that's totally He's always like it's either yeah. We'll talk about that in Dark Side Divas. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh so Ned is tracking the phone to an industrial park in Brooklyn, and Peter's like, What? I thought he was leaving town. Why is he in Brooklyn? It's forgetting that the dude can fly. Right. And then, oh, uh, Happy, before he hung up, uh, said something about how it's moving day. Oh, yeah. It's moving day. It's moving day. Oh, shit. It's moving day for Stark Tower. Peter realizes that's the target. Yep. They're going to steal actual Avengers shit. Not alien technology, but Avengers shit. Uh, And we get a quick shot of Happy listing off what's going on to the plane. I think he said it was uh, Tony's old Hulkbuster suit. Yep. Uh, Uh, A prototype of Cap Shield. What? And well, uh, for a new shield for Cap, which is weird, because why would Tony be making him a new shield? Because Tony's guilty, he's a prick, and what he does is that he builds shit for people. That's what he always does. That's his love language, is gifts. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But handmade gifts. Uh, yeah. And then Thor... Star Trek bullshit gifts. <laughs> Thor's magic belt. Yeah, I tried to look it up, because Happy couldn't pronounce it. Um, and I screwed up my search, because I was searching up Francis Ford Coppola earlier. Thor's... <laughs> Not Francis Ford. No! Magic belt. Oh, no wonder he had trouble with this. It is spelled M E G I N G J O R D. I can't. I can't. I, I'm not going to try. I will fuck that up. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Thor's magic belt. Um, it is apparently an enchanted belt of strength. Because so. Thor needs more strength? Yeah. Apparently, it doubles his already legendary strength, power, and durability. Oh. Yeah. Alrighty, then. That is not something that, yeah, so that's going to get moved upstate. That's all getting loaded onto the plane. Cool. Meanwhile, Peter crashes Flash's car. Yeah. Goodbye. Outside. Maserati, whatever it was. I don't know what it was, but he crashes it outside of the vulture's lair, and he's going sneaking in. Oh, and Ned is so proud of himself because he's the guy in the chair. Yeah. Except at this point, the lights turn on and a teacher comes in (laughs) and it's like, oh, shit. Teacher's like, what are you doing? And Ned says, I'm looking at porn. (laughs) He played that so well, though, because you're watching him build the sentence. Yeah. And it's you can see that he 
is also watching in horror as the words are coming out of his mouth. Yeah. And he can't just, it's so good. Hats off to Jacob, Jacob Batalon on that one. That was beautiful. Yeah, it was great. Anyway, so Peter's going into the vulture's lair and he sneaks in. But then as soon as he's snuck in and he sees that uh, Toombs is alone, he just starts stalking towards him and shouting at him. Yeah, why not? He's pissed. Uh, he yeah. does also see like the the uh, camera shots of the Avengers uh, Tower and some blueprints, so that it confirms his, yeah. his theory. And he walks pa- past where the wing rig is like set up. Yeah. Kind of, but it's it's empty and apparently powered down. Um, so he goes in and there's... There's Adrian Toomes, and he's like, it's villain monologue time. Yay. You thought earlier was my villain monologue? You were incorrect. This is it. <laughs> this is it right here. I get two. Because he was he was totally expecting him. Like, he knew this kid was going to change his mind. Yeah. He knew that the threat did not work. Um, and so Peter's like, what are you doing? And blah, blah, blah. And Toomes goes, you know what? You're young. You don't understand how the world works. And Peter's like, yeah, but I understand that selling weapons to criminals is wrong. And Adrian says, How do you think your buddy Stark paid for that tower? Or any of his little toys? Snap. And he's right. He's 100% right. right. That's that's always going to be a valid point. I'm sorry, Tony. But forever and ever, you are a former arms dealer. Yeah. And former is important, but it is not the most important word. I would say he's title. still an arms dealer. If he's making super suits for people, that's a, that's a weapon. It's a kind of, but I mean, you know. And it's not a missile. It's not a bomb, but. With yeah. his own with his own little moral compass applied yeah, to it. Yeah, sure. As best it can be. Anyway, Toombs goes on to further explain. He's like, those people up there, like the Tony Starks of the world, the rich and the powerful, they do whatever they want. Guys like us, you and me, they don't care about us. And so, like, we're getting into the blue-collar working man villain monologue. I love it. It's fucking great. I saw an interview with Michael Keaton uh, talking about Adrian Toombs, and he says... He's, I guess, what you all would call a villain. Ooh, I love that. He clearly does not agree uh, that Adrian Toomes is a villain. He says, no, he's just a, he's a guy who does corrupt things to fight what he sees as corruption. I mean, up until, I mean, uh, for the first half of the movie, he doesn't hurt anybody. He doesn't kill anybody. Yeah, he's putting really dangerous weapons on the streets, but like, Mm -hmm. that's not unlike what other you know, as he points out, wealthy people do. Right. So, uh, I'm relating to a yeah. villain. Uh. <laughs> he's got this whole villain monologue. You know, he's he's doing the the blue collar villain thing. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, you know, we we build their roads and we fight their wars and everything and they don't care about us. And we just we just live off of their scraps. I know you know what I'm talking about. And Peter's like, why are you telling me this? And Tombs is like, because I want you to understand. And also, I need a little time to get her airborne. Uh oh! And then Her? the fucking rig flies in and starts tearing shit up. Peter yeah. is dodging out of the way, but it's taking out columns and uh, parts of the ceiling. And Peter's like, "Ha ha! I have evaded your stupid wing thing." And Adrian's like, "Oh, I wasn't trying to get that thing to hit you." Right. And the whole fucking building collapses on top of Peter. He straight up intentionally dropped a whole goddamn building on top of what he knew was a teenage boy. Yep. So we've crossed a line, sir. Uh, we've gone full evil at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he, well, he did, he murdered his own crew guy earlier in the movie. So he is a killer. That was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't it's, mean to kill him right then, but he wasn't upset that he did. I mean, he was vaporized. There's no evidence. Hey, 
Get the vacuum, anyway. you know? <laughs> so then we get to Peter trapped under the rubble. I hate this. I hate it. His panic just, oh my God, my whole, my whole mama bear heart just wanted to like reach through the screen and help him. This poor fucking kid. Uh, he's just, he's crying. He's panicking. He's yelling for help. Like he's pulled the mask off and he's just, he's trying, he's stuck and he's trapped under all this rubble and he's freaking the fuck out. And then he sees there's like a puddle of water right under his face where his mask has fallen in and he can see it's like half the Spider-Man mask and half his own reflection. And he has a moment where he realizes there is no one who's going to help him. There's just him. Yep. He's going to have to be his own hero right now. So... He starts hyping himself up. He's like, come on, Spider-Man. <laughs> come on, Spider-Man. Come on, Spider-Man. Come on, Spider-Man. And it's and it's silly but and a little sad, but also just heartbreakingly pure that he's just trying to inspire himself to save his own life right now. Yeah. And that's fucking great. Uh, and, you know, maybe that's a mantra we could all adopt, you know, on those days when I'm not feeling like I am the best and the baddest, I will just say, come on, Spider-Man. Come on, Spider-Man. <laughs> See, I was going a different way with that, like drop a building on my, on myself and hype myself up and get myself out. Maybe not, though, because you well, don't actually have the proportionate strength of a spider. I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> so he does hype himself up enough to be able to physically just with his own brute strength lift this crumbled building off of himself. He's so fucking strong. I made my husband pause the sh the movie. And I was like, so let's discuss who's actually the strongest Avenger. Oh, no. And it was pretty, you know, at, at this point, we could determine just watching this display of raw fucking strength. And also, he did, for a little while earlier, hold the entire Staten Island ferry together with his own bare hands. Right. So, he's pretty strong. Um, he's probably up there with Hulk and Thor. And I would think, I mean, you, you tell me what you think. I think Hulk is probably top tier, but I would need to see Spider-Man and Thor arm wrestle it out. Uh, there is a, uh, on Marvel's website, there is a mm. power level, uh, measurement scale. Uh, so it would go Hulk and I think Spider-Man and Thor are about even, um, uh -huh. in terms of power. Uh, Sans. By Pora, by Pora, what? By power? Do you mean just like raw physical strength? Yeah. Uh, okay. Sans magic items. Cause, uh, in the comics, at least, Thor always has magic items on him. So he's right. always like well, yeah. giving himself plus one, plus two armor and all that shit. You know? <laughs> uh, Spider-Man is, all, but I think more importantly, Spider-Man is the most reactive and the mm -hmm. most agile of of, yeah. of all the Avengers. Yeah, his reflexes are fucking insane. Yeah, so I would say all around power, that's going to go to Spider-Man. Uh, Hulk is just raw strength. Yeah, yeah. Dangerous, dangerous levels of strength. Yeah, no, there's nothing that we've seen in the MCU so far that can match the Hulk for strength. Not yet. Not not really, not yet. And that's going to get scary. But for right now, Peter's just so fucking strong. And that was ultimately the conclusion we came to, is that Peter's up there with the top tier of strength in, yeah. the, in the Avengers lineup. Um, I would love to see him and Thor arm wrestle it out and see how it goes. I would love to see the look on Thor's face when this tiny child... <laughs> is, is able to match him it would look i think a lot like the look on bucky barnes's face when he just oops i stopped your punch caught his caught his arm yeah you know yeah 
Anyway, okay, so back into the movie. Um, Peter does manage to get himself out of the rubble and he gets his mask back on. And we see that literally like right there at a billboard over the building is the vulture. And he's perched like a vulture. Yep. I love that. Like, it was really cool. The visual of him with, like, the wings folded over. Fucking cool. Um, but he's not paying any attention to the rubble, because why would you think that kid's ever getting up? Yeah, no, because uh, you just dropped a fucking building on him. He's dead. Exactly. Uh, so when he takes off to fly towards the Stark Tech plane that yep. is definitely taking off from Stark Tower, Peter webs onto the back of him and is and is trailing behind him. Oops. <laughs> now, the Stark Tech bullshit plane, the entire plane, the entire plane. The entire plane. Stark Tech bullshit. It goes invisible. It's unmanned. It, it's unmanned. It's full of Stark Tech bullshit. All of it, yeah. Like boxes and boxes of Stark Tech bullshit. Yeah, no, the entire thing is fucking Stark Tech bullshit. What ding, were they, ding, what ding, were they ding. thinking not having like a military escort for this thing? This is uh, <sighs> because ego. Because like, ego. He could have had some he could have had some Iron Men, whatever they're called, uh escort Right. Why isn't thing? any of the Iron Legion here? I don't know. I, Tony, or did he destroy them all? Tony, did God he destroy damn them all? He probably Ultron? had. He probably did after Ultron. He was like, eh, no more of these. Because that's what Tony these. does. Yeah. He makes a bunch of stuff, and then he's like, everything is terrible, and he just breaks it. Yeah. What a he, bitch. He breaks his toys. What a bitch. Yeah. All right. He's like that. Anyway, so Adrian flies up to the belly of the invisible plane, apparently able to track it. Uh, and then we see what the high-altitude vacuum seal is. Yeah. He can he, go to the belly of the plane and literally vacuum seal himself to it. Like the wings form like a little cocoon pod around him. Yeah. Which is it's cr- really cool. Really cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he uses that uh, alien technology thing to uh, make a solid space uh, a portal and goes through mm-hmm. it. And he starts going through the whole plane like a goddamn kid in Toys R Us. Yeah, he he basically uh, sets free a little drone that's going to like m- mimic the signal, so that as far as uh, Stark Technologies is concerned, that plane is still on its route. He has hijacked this plane. Yeah, he's put it in a new route. He sent the drone. This entire plane full of goodies is his now, and he's like hot dog. He actually says hot dog. Yeah, he does. Such <laughs> a man thing to say. But Peter crawling along the belly of this plane kicks the vacuum seal, cracks what? it open. Yeah. Tombs is like, fuck, he gets out there and now they're fighting. And yeah. that's another ding on the action sequence. On so top many of vehicle vehicle, <laughs> vehicle fights in this one. Jesus, Spider-Man. This fight is fucking insane. Um, they're all over the place. It's all over the plane. It's all over like the, the fucking invisibility panels all over this plane start showing them crawling all over. It's bizarre. Um, at one point, they both get sucked into an engine. Yeah, that made me uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Uh, Tomb survives it just fine. So does Spider-Man because he webbed up the engine. Thank God. So now the plane is down two engines and it's still flying over New York City. Yeah. And so there he's crawling all over it and he does at one point <laughs> say... Just a typical homecoming uh, on the outside of an invisible jet. Ah, fighting my gopher's dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute. <laughs> This plane is going down. It is going down half in flames. And it's about to crash into town. Now, Toombs doesn't give a fuck about that. Nope. He's focused on still trying to steal something out of the goddamn plane. Yeah. Peter, on the other hand, is using his webs to try and, like, grab the flaps on the wings and turn the plane so that it doesn't land on a, the most densely populated city on the planet. Right. 
Well, not the planet, but at least in the country. You know yeah. what I mean. It, it, there's a lot of people. <laughs> he does manage to turn it and crash it onto a beach. Uh, Coney there's Island. A beach. Thank you. Okay, it's mm-hmm. Coney Island. I don't. I don't know New York. I, I know. I know. I forget that it's a coastal city. Okay. I know. I know. <laughs> like it's just right there. Anyway, he does manage to crash it into the beach and Tombs. Let's see. Hold on. I've got lost in my notes. They are fighting on the beach now. Tombs is definitely trying to kill him. Yeah. Uh, Peter's ears were ringing, so he didn't hear Adrian coming. Yeah. Uh, and then Adrian starts beating the shit out of him, and his wings look like they're sparking up and they're malfunctioning a little bit. And then mm-hmm. with Spider-Man uh, light laying out on the ground, Adrian sees that there's a box of arc reactors. Well, hot yeah. damn. Yeah. Like that box like alone, he's set for life. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like like dozens and dozens of arc reactors. Holy shit. So he drops Peter, goes over to the, the box of arc reactors, takes them. He's about to, he's trying to take off. His wings are malfunctioning. Peter sees that his wings are about to fucking explode. Yeah. And tries to warn him. Webb grabs onto him and says, I'm trying to save you. And Toombs uses his his fucking scissor wing feathers again to cut the webs and tries to fly away. Peter is now out of web shooter juice. Yeah. He can't help him anymore. And And just God bless him for actually trying to save the life of this man who has been trying to kill him for like the past hour. Yeah. And then Adrian explodes. (laughs) Yeah, his wing rig fucking explodes. He drops out of the sky. There's a big ball of fire. Peter rushes in there and saves him. And this is a thing that Spider-Man does, too. When given the opportunity, he'll even save a villain, even if it's to his detriment. I love him so much. Yeah, and we'll see this happen over and over again, even in the MCU. You remember that time Tony Stark killed a man for breaking a Hello Kitty watch? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm just saying. I do different. Some different of us types are better heroes than others. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, then we cut to Happy walking up on the wreckage, and he finds all of these crates of Stark Tech bullshit all webbed together with Adrian Toomes attached to it, with a note that says "Found Flying Vulture Guy, Spider Man." P.S. Sorry about your plane. <laughs> and Happy, if you just picked up the phone when. Right. Had called, you wouldn't have you, down a this plane. This would have been avoided. Yeah. But so many of so many of the issues in this movie are adults not listening to Peter. Yeah. If the adults would just listen to Peter and then communicate with Peter and let him know that they were listening, a lot of the villain shit, a lot of the terrible things that happened in this movie would not have happened. Yeah. And I feel like that's a lesson we can all take to heart. <laughs> I feel like that's a lesson my 15-year-old son would like for me to take to heart. Nah. It's different, right? <laughs> only only in a matter of scale. Right. <laughs> okay. That's it. So. It's the next day. <laughs> now the villain has been stopped. We have saved the day and we are into the denouement of this story. Yeah. So. Peter shows up to school and sees Liz, and Liz is not happy for many reasons. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, Peter tries to apologize for leaving her. That's the least of her problems. She's moving to Oregon because dad doesn't want them in in the city when he goes to trial. Right. Exactly. Wow. Her dad's in fucking jail for being a villain. Right. Okay. So, yeah, she's upset, but she's like, look, whatever's going on with you, I hope you figure it out. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the other side of the country. We're moving to Oregon. Bye. 
Uh, we get the academic decathlon team has reconvened. Yay. And and they have a new team leader. It is Michelle. Yes. But she Yay. announces, my friends call me MJ. What? Uh-huh. I know. MJ. What? Huh? And it As doesn't in need Mary to be Jane? Mary Jane. It doesn't need to be <gasps> uh uh if you know Spider-Man, you know that Mar- MJ is Peter Man uh Peter Man uh, Peter Spider- Man, yeah. Pi- Spider-Man's main squeeze since the Sp- very beginning. Spider Parker. Yeah. She makes Peter her Man. she makes her debut issue number 1 with Spider-Man just FYI. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you go. Um but yeah, she says my friends call me MJ and Ned's like, "I thought you didn't have any friends." And she goes, "I didn't." Oh, but she's friends with Ned. Oh, correction. She makes her uh, first debut in Amazing Spider-Man, not the very first oh. Spider-Man tri- uh, comic. Because gotcha. there's different okay. fucking comic books. I don't. I, you, y'all who like comic books, I just don't. How do you keep up? How do you keep up? How do you keep up? Yeah. Peter gets a text from an unknown number that says to meet him in the bathroom, and he goes weirdly. I do the same thing. I would never <laughs> ever. Anyway, he goes in the bathroom, and it's Happy Hogan. Yeah, and same thing. There's often a man that looks like Happy Hogan in the bathroom waiting for me. So that's how that works. (laughs) So Happy starts to go into this like heartfelt, really sweet, like, oh, I'm so proud of you. I'm so thankful. I owe you one. This is amazing. The toilet flushes. Whoops. There's a kid. I recognize him from a scene earlier. There's a kid from the chess club. Yeah. Is there. And he gets out and he just sort of walks in between them and goes to the sink and washes his hands. And we've got a good 30 seconds of awkwardly it's watching a really this long wash his scene. Hands. Yeah, it's really long. <laughs> it's so great, though. I'm glad he washed his hands. Too many guys don't fucking wash their hands preach. after they use the fucking bathroom. Fucking preach. It's the thing that grisses me out the most when I go to Disneyland and I use a public so restroom. Disgusting. Oh, my gosh. So disgusting. Yeah. You definitely touched something. Okay? Yeah. Fucking wash your hands. Gross. Anyway. Uh, Happy's like, totally proud of you. You did great. And uh, Tony wants to meet with you, too. And Peter's like, is he in the bathroom? No. No, he's upstate. He's upstate. 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 Peter finally gets to visit the Avengers campus. Yay. As they're pulling up, Happy mentions that they just finished remodeling it. And it says in my notes, yeah, because Wanda drilled a hole to the center of the earth through it not so long ago. Yeah. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) maybe don't lock up a witch just saying right uh yep so tony is there and he asked for a minute did you notice did you notice that tony's suit doesn't really fit him it's like too big i thought it was just a different cut suit it just it doesn't look it's not flattering yeah i don't like it so tony it It looks like it doesn't fit (laughs) yeah so tony's there and he wants a minute with the kid and he's telling He's, you know, telling Peter that he did good and all this kind of stuff. And he shows Peter the iron spider suit. Ooh. And, and is that what that is? That's what that is. And he, tell, he tells Peter that you will be the newest Avenger. Yeah. He says, when you're ready, you've got, I've got 50 reporters in the next room. So you put on this suit when you're ready. And I'll introduce the world, the newest official member of the Avengers, Spider-Man. And, um... It says in my notes, so, hey, Tony, are you going to make him sign the accords, too? Yeah. Will you need May to be a co-signer because he is a minor? Yeah. Has he talked to May about this? No. 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 Okay. We're going to keep going with the the choices, but you know what? We're still not consulting with the adults in this child's life. Well, you know what, though? Peter damn risked his life several times now with a real villain at this point. I... I'm not saying he's not qualified to be an Avenger. Yeah. I'm saying he's a child. Legally, he's and a child. And the, 
the situation with the Avengers is super complicado right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, it's so, it's, anyway. I did like that they mentioned that once he joined the team, uh, he's got uh, quarters in Avengers Campus. He's going to be next door to Vision, who is not big on doors or walls. Or walls, yeah. (laughs) Whoops. Anyway, Peter is like, fucking kid at Christmas, he's taking this all in with the suit and the everything and all of his dreams are finally fucking coming true. But he goes, thank you, Mr. Stark, but I'm good. Aww. Huh? Yeah. He says that he would rather just stay on the ground and be friendly neighborhood Spider-Man because somebody's got to look after the little guy, right? I love Peter. I love him so much. And Tony's fucking shocked, but he accepts his decision. Yeah. He's like, okay, cool. You go ahead. Uh, you go wait in the car. I need to talk to you. Talk to Happy for a second. Peter starts to walk away, and then he stops and he turns around and he's like, "That was a test, right?" There's, nobody, <laughs> there's no reporters in there, and he's like, "Yeah, no, that's fine. You you passed. Good job." He walks away. Uh, the door opens. It's Pepper Potts. There's definitely reporters in the next. And room. there's a fuck ton. Of, yeah, fuck ton of reporters. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Pepper girl, why did you go back to him? I don't know. Ugh. But it's good to see her. I love her. I love Haven't Pepper. Haven't seen her in forever. Hi, Pepper. Hi. Yeah. Oh my so God. she's freaking out, as she is wont to do when it comes to Tony. They have right. a whole bunch of media next door. What the fuck is our announcement going to be? And I find this so sweet and equally obnoxious. <laughs> uh, Tony's like, uh, what can we do? Oh, yeah. Hey, Happy, do you have that ring that, that in your pocket still? He's like, the one from 2008? Sure. Which is a reference to the year the movie came out. The first Iron Man movie, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's it. That's how he proposes to Pepper. The best thing about this, though, is the look on their faces when he says he's been carrying that ring since 2008. Yeah. Particularly Pepper is like, um, ew? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this uh, the second place big announcement, like the backup big announcement for these reporters was... Tony proposing to Pepper. Okay, Pepper. You know what? If you if you're happy, girl. Yeah, you go. For, you go for it, girl. You. If you're happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, uh, Peter goes back home. Yeah. Uh, he asks for May. She's not home for whatever reason, and he sees that there's a paper bag on his bed. Mm-hmm. And he opens it. Up. I mean, there's somebody, there's a note. There's a note. It uh, says uh, from uh, you know from Tony Stark. It says it says this belongs to you. Signed T S. And he opens it up, and it's his, it's the it's old it's the first suit that Tony gave him. It's the Karen suit. Yeah, he puts it on. He's got the the Spider Man hood on and everything. He's putting it on. He's like he's feeling it. He's feeling the vibes, and he's just so like excited. And he pulls the he pulls the the hood off, and the camera pans around to see the doorway behind him. Aunt May is standing there. Oops. And and she goes, "What the fuck?" In a movie. I love it because we do not say fuck. Nope. In the MCU. We'd say it in New York, but not in the MCU. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Oh, my God. He gets to be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and he gets to keep the awesome suit. He doesn't have to do it in a fucking pajama onesie. Thank God. And now Aunt May knows. Yeah, but we're not going to have to deal with that till... It's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. So, that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Or is it? Nope. No. We have our first post credit scene. Where we see Adrian Toomes in prison. Yep, he's uh-huh. he's walking along a long corridor of cells, and Scorpion guy shows up. 
<laughs> Mac Gargan. Yeah. Mac. He's all he's his face is all scarred up from the fairy incident. Yeah, and uh, you know, Adrian's like, Oh, well, you know, sorry about that. And Scorpion guy's like, Oh, I don't blame you. I blame the Spider Man. <laughs> uh-huh. And I have a I have a strong desire to put on an ugly ass suit with a tail. <laughs> and rumor no, ha- rumor has he it says yeah he says that he knows some guys on the outside who would um happily go slit spider-man's throat for him and rumor has it adrian tombs knows who spider-man is and adrian says <laughs> and adrian says no he doesn't yeah. know yeah he says if i knew he'd already be dead because adrian still has some honor and he appreciates the fact i'm sure that spider-man saved his life and his daughter's life. And his daughter's life. So boom. Yeah. So he's going cover for him. The kid's actually good. Yeah. So. And that is the thing about heroes is they inspire you to be better, even when you're Adrian Toomes. Wow. Hey. Speaking of heroes that inspire us to be better. Poor Steve. post credit scene number two. No, this was the best fucking troll that the MCU has ever done. I fucking love it because you get all the way, all the way through all of the credits, which takes forever. And if you're watching this in the theater, you have to pee. You have to pee so bad. So bad. And you finally get to the last post credit scene. Your eyeballs are floating in your skull. You have yeah. to pee so bad. Yeah. And there's Captain America. He steps out and he's like, hi, I'm Captain America. And I'm here to talk to you about one of the most valuable traits a soldier or a student can have. Patience. Patience. (laughs) Sometimes it leads to very little. Sometimes it seems like it's not worth it. And you wonder why you waited so long for something so disappointing. (laughs) 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 And then he's like, how many, how many more of these are there? (laughs) And then he, and end of, end of movie officially. End of movie. We get the Spider-Man will return title card. It was fucking great. Um, I'm going to scroll up through my notes, see if we have anything else. Do you have anything else for Spider-Man? No, I am spent myself. I fucking love this movie. Yeah. I I loved, oh, um, no, we'll get to it. Yeah, I fucking love this movie. I love this as an introduction to Spider-Man. I love that we didn't have to go back through the whole power, responsibility, death of Uncle Ben, bitten by a radioactive spider thing. We didn't have to go through all of that. We're here and we're watching him not... Learn that he is a hero, but learn what kind of hero he wants to be. And yeah. I think that's a really cool origin story. I loved it. I love this movie. Yeah. And I think this is probably my favorite of the three Spider-Man movies out so far. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, one thing I did forget. Uh, the actor playing MacDonald Gargan. Oh. Uh, is played by Michael Mondo. Uh, he's been in a lot of TV and video games. Uh, he's been in Psych, The Killing, Far Cry 3, uh, 13 episodes of Orphan Black, and 59 episodes of Better Call Saul. Good lord. Yeah, man works. Good job. Anyway, uh, I fucking love this movie. I I absolutely agree that Spider-Man is a necessary and wonderful addition to the MCU lineup. Agreed. 100%. We, Kevin Feige did good. Yeah, he he did a good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know I know that all the bullshit with Sony was a lot, but it's so fucking worth it. Worth it. Because we get to have this kid. Yeah. So fucking great. So real quick, because we are still in the Infinity Saga. Uh-oh. Where in the galaxy are the Infinity Stones? Where in the world? They are still where they were, but let's review. Right. The Power Stone, which is purple, is in a vault on Xandar. 
The space stone, which is blue, is in a vault in Asgard. Yep. The reality stone, which is red, as far as we know, is in the rubble of the collector's place on nowhere. (laughs) Surely somebody has dug it out by now. The collector is rebuilt. Yes. And the mind stone, which is yellow, is in the middle of Vision's forehead on Earth. And there are two more stones as yet not found. Uh Uh-oh. Ba-ba-ba-bum. So, that's it for Spider-Man. So, what's next, Steph? Next, we get to talk about Black Panther. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait. Look, I really feel like we're starting to get into uh, the era in... um, in the MCU where we don't have a lot of negative to say. Like I can't think of I don't there's not a movie I dislike. There are some I don't love. I like it. Right. But there's mm-hmm. definitely nothing I dislike. Right. Like I think looking at the the lineup, so we got Black Panther, um, then Doctor Strange. Yeah. Then Thor Ragnarok, Ant Man and the Wasp, and then it's Infinity War and Endgame. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Yeah, like that shit's close. Um, and I think of all of those, Ant-Man and the Wasp is my least favorite. You know, I haven't seen that one in a long time, so I'm not prepared to to say. I know Ragnarok is my favorite of, of Now that I think coming. about it, let me adjust that. Doctor Strange is my least favorite of the ones coming up. I actually, I, as soon as I said that, my brain was like, no, here's all the things that you love about Ant-Man and the Wasp. What are you talking about? Yeah, I It's mean, got Walton Goggins in it, woman. What are you saying? <laughs> I don't remember how I felt. Again, the... There are a lot of the I, I've seen a Black Panther recently because I went to go see Wakanda Forever, right? Which you're going to get to see very soon too, Steph. Oh god, um, I can't fucking wait! And then I watch Infinity War and Endgame a lot, but that's it. All mm-hmm. right, Ragnarok, I watch that a lot too. Yeah, I'll turn on Thor Ragnarok because it's the best background noise ever. Oh yeah, it's so fucking great. But yeah, um, there's just like I. I know that people love the the episodes where we're like shitting down the neck of the movie that we had to watch. Um, but if you want that from us, you're going to need to go back to the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, episode because it's not going to happen again. That's yeah. just not that's not in our future. Yeah. Maybe if we do what some of our listeners do we'll, and we cover the X-Men movies or something like that, that we'll shit down. stuff again. <laughs> but yeah, I don't want to do like that. As a, you know, maybe like as a bonus or yeah, something. Who yeah. knows? Do you know what happens when a frog gets struck by lightning? Oh, God. Kill me. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So that's it for Spider-Man Homecoming. We love it. Um, actually, shouldn't... Wait. I just listed all that. Where's the other Spider-Man movies? Why don't I have the other Spider-Man movies? They don't happen until after... Oh, that's right. Snap. Holy yeah. shit. I scrolled down. It's like Loki, WandaVision, Eternals, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yeah. Shang-Chi, Spider-Man, Spider-Man... Doctor Strange, Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. Moon Knight. Mm. Oh my God, I can't wait for fucking WandaVision. Oh, okay. I haven't rewatched it since because I knew I wanted it to be fresh. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to not rewatch it, but I love, I love it. I love it a lot. No, I, and Loki, that, too. That needs, to be, that needs to be a fresh, fresh pain. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, next time we will be talking about Black Panther. It's going to be fantastic. And that's it for today, yeah? Yes. Okay, then let us outro the show. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Uh, Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We super appreciate that. You're awesome and nice. Why are you making it awkward? I don't know. (laughs) 
I can only like I blame I blamed contagious teenage awkwardness off of the movie. Okay, I, I, we move on. I've been thinking about a taco for the last hour and a half. So I want garlic bread I, so bad. I want food. I'm so hungry. Feed okay, me. okay. <laughs> if you would like to hang out with us uh, on in between episodes, you can. You can find us on all the social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as at marvelous underscore divas. Also, did y'all know we have a swag store? We do. If you go to redbubble.com forward slash official divas, you'll see all of our stuff. Logos of our shows, our hilarious sayings, coffee mugs, t-shirts, stickers, you name it. You can get it all there. Uh, Mm -hmm. We also have a YouTube channel under our Dark Side Divas brand. Don't ask me why we can't change the name. That's a long story. But but we do do video, uh, special video episodes every so often. We have special (laughs) guests on there. Doo-doo. Doo-doo. Uh, and we're mature as fuck too Uh, (laughs) and last but certainly not least we have a patreon patreon.com forward slash divas podcast for five bucks a month you can see raw unedited uh, video versions of our recording sessions and we have the coolest discord community in the universe no wait it's true the the multiverse Uh, the uh, multiverse uh, Mm -hmm. wait does that mean there could be multiple diva podcasts in every universe well yes and you know what this means we must. We need over. to hunt them down and kill them all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, okay. We're totally okay, healthy. Okay. Yeah. Is that it? That's it. We're done. Okay. We're done. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. Girl, okay, so the apartment a couple uh, doors down had a little backup in its pipes and things exploded <gasps> in the kitchen. No. And, oh, and God damn it. There were people here working on it for, for weeks and they were fixing the, the walls and the water had leaked out to the carpets and they fixed that too. It was a whole <laughs> mess. But you know yeah. what? They fixed it, right? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. What? They did not. <laughs> <gasps> Oh, so, no. <laughs> so I am in the downstairs lobby waiting for mm-hmm. the elevator, and there's this terrible smell. Oh, no. Like sewage times 100 smell. Oh, God. And I look over because I, I hear <sighs> like a dripping sound, and I look over, no. and there's like this liquid coming out of the crack of the elevator. Oh. And I'm God. thinking to myself, wow, that must suck for whoever's floor that's going to be on. I'm going to go up to my floor. Oh, honey. Elevator no. opens. The scent is terrible. And there are cleaning, the cleaning ladies that clean our building are in the lobby area, which is tiled, and they're beside themselves. They won't go into the hallway. And, I'm, <gasps> and, I, and I look to see why. There is like a centimeter of liquid. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I, my, my apartment. And this is your hallway? My hallway. My apartment is across the water. Oh, no. Yeah. And you need to trudge through sewage-scented water to get home? To get home. No. Turn around. The sewer owns the building now. You go find a hotel and you disavow all knowledge. Right. Never speak of so it again. So we, no. we are spraying. We have lighting candles. I just don't know. 
how they're, how quickly they're going to fix it. If they can fix it, they're going to have to tear out the carpet. And they have to tear out everything. No, the potential for mold, like really dangerous, damaging mold, is high. Extremely high. Uh, yeah, and like if it smells like that, the amount of bacteria in that water. Uh, you guys are lucky you don't all have staph infections. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Get y'all. That now would be a good time to go on a vacation. Take all of your valuables and go somewhere else. Oh, it. The last insult to injury is <gasps> um this super hot water polo guy <laughs> that lives in the building right next door to mine who I've been talking to yesterday. I was like, hey, I, you know, do you want to do lunch or something? He's like, how about I come by your place and see it? Which <clears> is code <throat> for like, hey, let's meet and then you know, rant, rant, yeah, rant, rant. and then. And then bang it out. Why are you using euphemisms right now? I don't know. I'm just being silly. Um, okay. He messages me. He's like, hey, I'm available right now. And I can't invite him over. No, you cannot. Yeah. Because you live in in the bog of eternal stench. So anyway, I live in hell right now. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. 